What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Tuck Rule Takes, uh, episode 31. Um, we've eclipsed the 30 mark. Uh, we've eclipsed the Adrian Phillips mark. Uh, nope, that's a lie. He is number 20, isn't he? Adrian Phillips. No, he's number 21. I, I'm all over the Yeah, place. I was going to say. Hold on. Holy shit. I am. Anyway, yeah. We're so all I'm losing it. Mike Sullivan here. Uh, with me, as always, Liam McDade. Liam, how's it going? I bet you didn't know I was going to ask you that, but how's it going? I'm, uh, I'm pretty psyched up. I'm jazzed. I haven't been this excited for a podcast basically since last week. So let's get this show on the road. I'm game. Jazz. Okay. I like that. Yes, um, if you, if you are, if you are, it'll be a juicy podcast. If you are watching on, um, oh, on wow. YouTube, you'll see there's another little box here. Uh, we have another person here. Don't be alarmed. He's supposed to be here. His name is Al big Al actually, uh, not Al Horford though. Um, <laughs> just regular Al, non-basketball Al. Um, but pretty much like, I, can I call you like the much king? Less spectacular like the, Al. Like the, like the king shit of Coach Guy Sports. I feel like I can say that, right? Like you're kind of like the king. Of yeah. like a fair title. That's fair. Yeah, right? 100%, I think, 100% fair. Yeah, I thought so. Uh, Al, how's it going? Are you excited to, it, to be here? <laughs> I am always excited to come on and talk, Pats, with you guys. You two, I tell it all the time. You two are something else in the best of ways. So when I, when I was like, hey, let's get an episode with me in there at some point. So basically bullied my way onto this, you know, podcast. You did. It worked out. So, but no, seriously, I'm happy to always talk Patriots with you guys. It's always a good time. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, you did. You did bully yourself onto here. Um, and we kind of had to say yes. Cause like, if we didn't, it's like, ah, we're just going to pull your podcast. So it was like, okay, Al, yep, I, I, I don't, then. I don't regret the tactics <laughs> one bit. Don't regret it. Don't Come blame on. me if I had the power, I'd leverage it too. <laughs> yeah, I, I get it. I get it. Um, but speaking of uh, speaking of bullying, I, I kind of want to get into the into like the the number one thing going on right now. Um, I don't know what J.C. Jackson, what way he is trying to get the Patriots to give him a contract. But I feel like he's not he's not going about it the way that he should. Um, I don't know if I actually I don't know. Are you guys aware of this J.C. Jackson drama, which yeah, I know very much so I follow it are. every day. Yeah, yeah. So um, I, I think we all kind of thought that it was definitely going to be um, going to be a foregone conclusion that he'd be back. But he was I'm looking right now. Um, Phil, pa Phil Perry, NBC uh, wrote a whole thing about it. He said, J.C. Jackson said, and I quote, I guess they feel like they don't need me. I guess I can't be that important to them. I know I am, but they're not showing me. Um, he said a bunch of other stuff. You know, he loves the game. He wants to play all that. He'd be willing to play on the franchise tag and everything. The last quote kind of got to me. And it was, I'll actually tell you right now, Mr. Basically, I'm not going to read all of it. It's just Mr. INT deserves to get paid. He talked about himself in the third person. He used his nickname. Um, sure. Sign of a great player. If they talk about themselves in the third person. I don't. I don't, I don't think Tom Brady ever talked about, actually, no, we're not going to talk about Tom Brady. He's Tom Brady's too busy making a movie anyways. But um, yeah. What, what do you guys think of this? Because I guess the Patriots haven't reached out to him since, um, since like the season ended and all that stuff. The franchise tag thing just started Tuesday. So that's the earliest teams could do it. Obviously he hasn't hit the franchise tag yet. What do you guys think is going on with the Patriots and JC Jackson? Special guest, Al, you want to take the reins here? Sure. I'd love to. So there's a couple ways to kind of break this down. First of all, I think the really interesting thing here is that Jackson came out and said he would play for the franchise tag. You think about it. A lot of guys in the past, they get franchise tagged. 
They can come up with an injury. They can hold out. They can do whatever. Look at Stefan Gilmore last year. You know, he had an injury. I understand that. But notice how he took his sweet time to try to come back, and then he didn't play a game for the Patriots in 2021. Yep. Sure enough, yep. see you later to Carolina. With that being said, too, I don't know if you guys saw Did you guys see his Instagram story that he put up today? No, no I actually don't no, follow I did not. Him, which in, is criminal. i got to change that. He basically, I'm, and I'm paraphrasing here, but he basically was like, I was too nice this year. Going to go back to how I was. And on his Instagram, too, right, exactly, the eye roll. No, I'm, I'm with you. On his Instagram, he has two pictures left on his Instagram. One of the Pro Bowl, one running out of the Patriots tunnel. So it's interesting to see what lengths J.C. Jackson is going to. And you think about it, J.C. Jackson wants a big contract. So one of two things is either going to happen. He's going to get the money elsewhere from somebody that will pay him as a top five corner. He thinks he should be top five corner money. Let him, let him think that. Or they franchise tag him and say, hey, we're going to pay you one year a little bit more than we would normally. Let's try to take all 2022 to come up with a long-term deal. Because he'll be 26 at that point. You could probably sign him to a four or five-year deal in the like 15 to 17 range, maybe. So that's, that, those are one of the two yeah. things I think that's happening. Otherwise, you know, it, this has happened in the past, right? It's happened with, think of all the great Patriots corners. Ty Law, Asante Samuel. Asante Keith Samuel. Asante. Uh, yeah, Akeem Tlaib, Darrell Revis, Gilmore. You know, we, we and what's been the common thing? Patriots don't pay their corners. And sure enough, yeah. they walk away in free agency. Gilmore was the only one they signed to a big deal before he was here. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he said he said I have it. I, I was looking it up as you were um, as you were talking about it. Um, don't worry, I wasn't just chilling on my phone. Um, he said J.C. Jackson put onto his thing. I was too nice this year. Forgot who I was for a second. So I don't know if he's talking about happens. like I don't know if he's talking about towards the end of the year when he like wasn't great with like the rest of the team. I don't know what what he's talking about that he forgot. But um, but yeah, Liam, what do you what do you think? What the hell is going on? First of all, I just want to preface by saying, Al, if I am ever running a football team, you're going to be my money man. I like your long-term thinking there. But <laughs> Appreciate it. I get it. Honestly, I think this is an entirely avoidable situation. I think the mm. Patriots are being quite coy here. They are at the middle school dance, and they're the girl who's like kind of nervous and twiddling her fingers, looking across at like the cute boy that she wants to dance with, but she's not going to make the move. She's going <laughs> to wait for him to make the moves. No, you pay this man. He has been in the top two of interceptions last season and this season. Yes, the end of the year was ugly. Yes, he didn't do great. I think that's an outlier. That is an exception. That's not the rule. He, It is so hard to find a top-tier corner like this. And I was saying to Mike when we talked about him toward the end of the season, the person who led the league in picks last year was Xavier Howard. The person who led the league this year, it slips my mind right now, but it wasn't J.C. Yeah, Jackson. But he was number two both years. And – Everyone else is different. It's constantly a shuffle from who leads the league and picks this year. Next year, it's going to be completely different. The one constant was J.C. Jackson. I don't care if he was number two and not number one two years in a row. You are still in the top two of interceptions two years in a row. That's hard to do at a position where the refs don't want you to succeed, where the whole way the game is schemed is against you because defense is not what you know puts asses in seats. I think you pay the man. He is a premier corner in the league. Like you said, he's young. I always think the shelf life for corners expires around the 29, 30 range, like running backs. Mm -hmm. 
he's still got time. We looked it up. It actually does do that. Didn't we look it up on like yeah. one of the first episodes with like Richard Sherman and like yeah. all of them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's right around. So he's 30. got That's time. And it's like, if you sign him to a long-term deal and heaven forbid he shits the bed in like two years, then that's an outlier and you're like hey that normally doesn't happen i'll take the loss on this one and the loss of money we screwed up but at the time it seemed like a good idea i would rather the patriots just enough of this cat and mouse game where they're just like trying to play like oh like you and me no pay the man quit playing these games we don't want to see any more of your cheapness ball out and get this player because our defense was stellar and that was what this team was known for going through the season lock it down with one of the if not the most position uh, important position on defense i hate it i hate that and I not only, come on not, here not only that so though annoying. right not only that too right just real quick who's been the number one corner with the most interceptions since 2018 that's jc jackson friends J.C. Jackson, since 2018. Word to your mother. <laughs> since 2018, has the most interceptions amongst all corners in the league. That's ahead yeah. of guys like Xavier Howard, like Jalen Ramsey. By the way, you remember yeah. Xavier Howard wanted to get traded from Miami a couple of years ago? You guys remember yeah. that? Mm-hmm. I think it was last year. It might have been last year. I think it was yeah. last year. I think you're right. After he led the league in picks, he was like, get me out of here. No. Get me out of Miami. Yep. Then he stayed. Yeah. Yep. That um, sucks. I I with now there's there's two two ways I wanted to attack this. I'll talk about the second one after where like just kind of what like just him talking like this, like what what opinion you guys have of that. But just overall talking about J.C. Jackson, the the availability of the franchise tag or whatever just got like, like the door just opened on Tuesday. The Patriots notoriously do not use their franchise tags early. They normally wait till the very end to do it. So like, yeah, it's one of those things where, you know, like, okay, is there a different way to do it? Could they do it earlier? Could they not? Yeah, sure. But this is just the way they've done business. It's frustrating as a fan, whatever. I think, I think he's going to be back. I think likely what's going to happen. They franchise tag him. It's going to be like 17 million a year, pretty much, which is probably a million under what he's going to end up getting um, in free agency or by the Patriots or some other team. I think they end up franchise tagging him. He said that he'd play. Honestly, though, don't be surprised if he gets tagged and then traded. I could see that depending on what happens, depending on if, if they, uh, I guess the corners, I, I, I don't pay attention enough to college football. I only pay attention around the draft time. I guess this year's draft class for corners is really deep. So, the Patriots might draft, you know, a stud corner or something like that, then kind of see how he plays as the year goes on. And if, you know, Jackson and them can't come to an agreement, maybe they ship him off. Um, I think ideally, given the franchise tag, you're not going to give it to anybody else. You're not going to give it to Nick Folk or anybody like that. Um, do that, work a deal out with him. If you can't, you got to trade him. At least you won't get rid of him for nothing. Um, like you kind of were forced to do with Gilmore a little bit. But I think they have to tag him and then hopefully just work out a long-term deal because Belichick letting go of Gilmore, that alone makes me think that he's thinking of J.C. Jackson down. Like he in his plans on defense, J.C. Jackson is in those plans. He has yeah. to. But, you know, barring some sort of player that comes available or some draft pick that, you know, falls in their laps and, you know, hits it out of the park or something. Even then, let's say they draft one of these stud corners. Why wouldn't it hurt to have JC Jackson sign him to a four year deal? Everybody's saying he's going to get four years, $72 million right around there. Franchise tag him, sign him to a long term deal. You draft a corner on his rookie contract for four years. 
trade Jackson after year two or year three, and then just keep the cycle going. You know, I think that's, that has to be what's going on. I think if Jackson isn't on this team to start 2022, that will be, I know everybody likes to shit talk Belichick. That will be one of the times where I think every bit of criticism he gets will be warranted. You yeah. have to, you, I don't care how you do it. You have to have him on this team. You have the franchise tag, just tag him. It's going to be less than, especially when he him. says he's willing to do it. He's not pulling a Le'Veon bell where he's like, I'm going to sit out. You guys won't see me from franchise. Exactly. Tag. He's not, he's not pulling an Asante Samuel, which I kind of thought this is where it was going, where Asante, where, you know, Samuel was kind of holding out, um, holding out. He was, he was gripping tighter on that holdout than he was on that missed pick in 2007. Oh, catch the ball. Um, Asante. But, that, hurts. Uh, that hurts for some deep so, lover of Asante Samuel. So, God damn. So, Liam, I wanted to say it to you. This, this, these comments. Now I kind of just want to talk about the comments there. When has this ever worked for never. a Patriots? Player? Never, never, never. So, so begs the question, first of all, do you had the nickname, Mr. INT? We all love it when you're here. That's yep. awesome. Don't say like, yeah, you know, I got to get paid. I got to do that. You know, it's time to do this. Looks like they don't want me this and that Dude, shut. You look desperate. Shut he looks up. desperate. Yeah. yeah. It's bad. Yeah, he looks like someone. Look. The thing is, he has zero leverage because the Patriots can tag him and say, what now? Right. Like, yeah. Now you have to play. And I understand him wanting money. He's only gotten, I think, like $800,000 like last year, I think is what he got or somewhere around there. I think it was Jesus. a little less, actually, because uh, he was still on his plan for chump change. Oh yeah. God. Which so like I get that he wants money and he even brought that up. He was like, you know where I am. I think I forget what the quote was, but it was basically saying like, you know, coming where he's from, um, you know, where you don't have that much money growing up, all that stuff. You want to make money. Of course you do. But this isn't the way to do it. You don't play hardball with Bill Belichick because Bill Belichick will say, hey, do you know who else Bad tried to idea. play hardball with Bill Belichick? I believe Richard Seymour did. He went to the Raiders. I believe Vince Wilfork did. He ended up Ty Law. Ty Law did. Where Ty Kansas Law Kansas City, Boy, have fun. Lawyer Malloy, where'd Lawyer yeah. Malloy go? Buffalo. Gone. You can't, don't play hardball with Hell, Bill Belichick. Tom Brady played hardball with him. He's like, peace so, out the back door. So I will, I will say this. You guys might not like this, but there's a way that if you lose JC Jackson, it could not be that bad. But these three things need to happen. Number one, Jonathan Jones needs to be healthy. Because yeah. that's something that you, a we, huge JJ guy, huge we, piece. We, huge we fridge piece because we forget last year. Mm-hmm. What type of defense does Bill Belichick like to run man to man? He loves having the corners play man to man straight up. He had to settle for more zone looks when Jones was out because Jackson was our only reliable corner. So that's the first thing that has to happen. Second thing, you have to sign a corner in the offseason. I think it was pro football focus had, and I know we're going to talk about another potential Patriots signed the pro football focus had in a little bit, but one that they had was Chavarius Ward out of Kansas city. Now he's a guy that is quick. He does well in man-to-man coverage. And we know the Patriots love to play man-to-man coverage. So if Jones is healthy, you sign a guy like Chavarius Ward and you draft a kid, like Mike was saying, because with such a deep draft, now at least you have three corners that could probably play. You have a healthy Jones Ward insert player here. I'm not saying it's going to, necessarily replace the production of jc jackson but it softens the blow a little bit do you think they still tag him in that case and trade him for for in an asset or something like that truthfully that's what you're I think talking they, about or what do you think truthfully i think if they tag him i think they want to work out a long-term deal because yeah. they could very easily just say all right your money's off the books go get your money in free agency 
have a team like, I don't know, I'm just throwing some random teams out there, like a Denver or a Chargers or who's a team that has the, the Chiefs, the the Jaguars have a lot of have a lot of cap room. The Bengals have a lot of cap room. I could see the Ravens going after him. I don't know why. He strikes me as someone that would be on the Ravens. Yeah, because it would be real rude to send him to Jacksonville. I just I'd hate to see that. Listen, They're trying to build. If he wants to play, yeah. Ain't if he wants shit. to play this game, They're building a stick house. Send him. Sure. But Al, can you yes. can you use your foresight to think how the, the amount of crucifying that would happen if Bill Belichick let J.C. Jackson do that, leave in, in especially when the franchise tag was looming there, where he at the very least could still use that. And then and then trade him away for something. I get what you're saying. To be honest, if yeah. what you're saying happens, where say he he leaves, goes, you know, signs wherever the hell he wants to go, um, and then the Pats get Ward, they draft someone. Jonathan Jones is healthy. I'll be happy with that too. But I I have to think they tag him at the very least to try to work out a deal. But to still, you know, still obviously try to, you know, maybe if they can sign someone great, if they can draft someone great, but tag him just so then they can use that as a trade piece too. You know what I mean? I do. So let me let me bring it back to something like you mentioned earlier. Lawyer Malloy, right? We were all surprised in 03 when Lawyer Malloy got cut before week one and then Buffalo picks him up five days later. Now let me ask you, let me ask you two an honest question. Do you think Belichick cuts Lawyer Malloy if they didn't bring in Rodney Harrison that same offseason? No. 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 God, no. no. God, no. So so if JC Jackson does walk and Belichick lets him walk, I agree with the point that there's going to be a lot of questioning. The Boston sports media is going to go nuts with it. They're going to say, oh, Belichick's at it again. He doesn't want to Sheep. play the players. It sucks, Mike. They suck. But it's going to be – but I really do think he's going to have a plan in place to replace J.C. Jackson or at least get a couple guys that can match up to Jackson's actual skill level. Yeah. Yeah, as much as I can, I guess. I mean, he's like a no, he's, he's baller. He is he's good. He's he's would you say he's a uh it's kind of an easy question. Top three corner. Would you say top. he's a top three corner in the league? At least top five. Because I think it, you put who do you put in there? You, do you put Jalen Ramsey? Do you put Tredavious White over him? Other than those two? I don't even know if Jaylen I put Jalen Ramsey in there, but I I would definitely put um Trey White in there. Uh, even though he's on the Bills, but I would still put him in there. No, he's pretty good. Um if he wasn't even, top three, a hundred percent top five. Marlon Humphrey, Marshawn Lattimore. He's good. I Marshawn mean, Lattimore's a beast. Yeah, at worst, like you said, though, Al, he's top five. You yes. gotta, you, you gotta at least have him on your team so you can use it as a trade, as a trade chip if you want. I think, like, Hell, you I just value for him too. Like, if you want an offense, he's piece, twenty-five. If you, want, if you want a middle, middle of the range or above average running back or like a good wide receiver. I'd be down to ship mm-hmm. out JC for like a weapon on or offense. Picks. Would you anyway. take picks? Oh. Would you take picks for him? Picks, picks are a different story because mm-hmm. I, I kind of side with the Rams uh, mentality yeah. to win a Super Bowl, where it's like go get the talent now. I believe in the veterans. I've always been a big veteran guy. I will play the veteran ten times mm-hmm. out of ten over the rookies type deal. Mm-hmm. If you want to harbor home talent and get to a Super Bowl that way, cool, more power to you. That's how they did it. But I'm a firm believer of go get proven talent right now. Don't trust yes. some jackass kid who just spent four years of college ripping bong at nine in the morning to change a franchise. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, that's a, that's that's honestly a good way to put it because it's like, you know, you want to take even if you're proven even if your proven commodity 
might not be as good as the unknown one. You don't know for sure if the unknown commodity is yeah. even going to be as good as you think. So yeah, no, I, I, uh, I that the was evil you know might be better than the evil you don't know. Okay, yeah, that was like that was more like you know put a bow on it better than my saying. But 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 yeah. you, you got the point. I don't know why you had to. I don't know why you had to like say the same thing. I, I want to make you look a better stupid. way. Yeah, stupid. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't know. Do you? Do you think this is just, do you think JC Jackson that there's an actual that he has any sort of animosity towards them? Is this just him kind of posturing a little bit? Um, do you think that that his statements are going to impact him coming back here in any way? Because um, I don't personally, I don't think they will, because I think Belichick at the end of the day is just kind of like, you know, whatever. If you're a good player, I want you regardless of what you say about me. Uh, like, you don't do, think do you guys you don't think, think Bill's looking at his Instagram story and going, oh, no. You're right. He forgot who he was. Oh no! Oh no! Let me check my let me check my snap face real quick too while I'm at it. Yeah, Yeah, it's that it's that it's that uh it's that meme of Bugs Bunny holding the revolver. Have you guys seen that one where he's like, "Oh God, don't make me go back to the old me." That's J.C. Jackson. It's like, no, we want you to be the old you. Just be the old you with us. With us. um, Bill's gonna send him a Snapchat with like the spider filter along his face, being like, "We'll sign you to the match just to cheer him up." Honestly, with JC Jackson, I think it's going to be a case where he's looking for a certain number. He's going to take a look at the market and he's going to know because we think about this, right? There was one situation I was listening to 98.5 and Sports Hub earlier today, and they brought up a decent point. Donta Hightower a few years ago, they let him go in free agency and test out the waters. And then they saw what the market was offering and they made sure to give him an offer that he couldn't refuse. That's why he was back here. Mm -hmm. So, Who's to say that Belichick's not like, you know what, JC, go test out the waters, see what they're giving out. If it's over, you know, 18, 19, 20 million a year, best of luck. But if not, we'll match it and we'll bring you back for a three, 20 four, million? five year contract. I think 20, if, it, if it's 20 million, he's out. I think their range is in that 18. Um, just to touch on what you said with Dante Hightower, people forget Julian Edelman almost left. He was almost with the Niners. Yeah. Like everybody yeah, forget the Patriots do this with every single player they have. These players go out and they test they either test free agency or they, you know, you know, unbeknownst to everybody, they test free agency without people knowing and they come back or sometimes they don't. Um but yeah, Edelman did that same thing. He almost signed with the Niners, but then he came back and became my favorite Patriots player ever. Fuck you, Tom Brady. Uh Liam, what do you think? <laughs> What do you think about the, uh, the just the statements in general? Do you think that it's it's going to impact at all him coming back? No. I mean, I think it's it's irrelevant. He shouldn't have done it. I mean, he probably just feels salty. You know, he takes this personally. This is his play. This is his career. And everyone, not just the people he's working for, judges play. Uh, trial by popular opinion, I guess. So he's just trying to... I don't know, make himself feel better in a sense to warrant a big contract. He probably feels like he should be the highest paid corner in the league historically. There's no corner better than him ever. Primetime couldn't hold a candle to him. I'm sure he thinks the world of himself, all athletes do. It's just one of those things where he's trying to make himself feel better. Like Al said, it's almost seems like some sort of insecurity thing where He's just kind of stewing and he's seeing other offers go out to other corners. I'm sure he talks to other corners in the league and oh, yeah. he's the Patriots do this thing where they, they 
wait it out. Like you said, they don't sign anyone till late in the off season and they let all their players sit there and stew. They'll go into the off season. Like, man, I killed it this year. And then a couple months into the off season, they're like, Ooh, no offers. <laughs> Maybe I didn't kill it. And then like a month later, they're like, still no offers. Oh no. And then the yep. Patriots come in with the deal and they're like, I, I guess I got to take it because this is, seems to be it's the only offer I'm getting. Up. Yeah. And when the Patriots were a dynasty, like with Tom Brady and whatnot, there was buying power from other teams because whether they were going to win or not, they likely weren't going to beat the Patriots. They were trying to take guys away. So they, anyone who is a free agent from the Patriots, Gronk, Edelman, anyone, they're just going to throw the bag at them. Even if they don't need them, they just want to get them away from New England. Now, not so much. Now I don't think people are as scared of the Patriots. So if he were to test the waters – unless it's like Jacksonville and they're just humming piles of money at him that break out the Brinks trucks. For the most part, I'm sure he'll go out there and look and see that, gee, Marcus Peters is making not that much money. Jalen Ramsey, who's apparently the best corner in the league, really isn't making all that much money. I could probably get a comparable deal, maybe just shy with the Patriots. Hopefully he'll come to his senses and sign that deal. Do you think, and this is a question for both of you guys, do you think? Well, first let me ask: Do you think that J.C. Jackson is a big is a big trail guy? Do you think he goes on the trail a lot? Do you I think, because I think because I think I, I I think if he does, um, you could probably throw in an exo gun, um, or at the very least, what you could do, you could probably give him the give him the code CGS10 to go you know use that upon checkout when he gets his exo gun. Do you know how much he gets off? I actually know. I know you guys don't know. I'll tell you. You get 10% off when you use that code at checkout. See, you can see it. You see the little, if you're watching, Al's doing the one zero, the little, the little finger things. Um, again, you can use it wherever you want. Comes with a case. It's awesome. He can bring it. He can bring it to Foxborough. He can bring it on the road, wherever he wants to go. He can let Devin McCourty use it as well. Cause I think Devin McCourty's coming back as well. Um, but yeah, again, maybe if you throw in an exo gun, you give him that code CGS10 at checkout, 10% off. Obviously, you guys know that. Um, maybe that'll help, but I don't know. Um, I do also at least, at least want throw to it in my, as a clause. Like five picks, you get an exit on. <laughs> let me tell you, if you tell him, if you, if you tell him about the percussion therapy, the, the the rapid pulsating strokes that helps with the percussion therapy, I think that's gonna bring him in. Um, but I will also say this. Love pulsating I think strokes. that we can all appreciate how great that transition was by me. Um, I was just about that, to say very well done. It was I, I was I thinking about no it for like 15 idea. minutes. I had no idea where you were going with that. I was like, damn right. Wait. And then it popped in my head. I was like, Oh, transition loophole. Nice job. The Mike. trail. Oh, the trail. Yeah. Strokes. Yeah. On, it, on the trail. Um, but yeah. JC Jackson. I think, I think we're all in um, agreement. The first, the first choice would be to have him back. Yes. Have him back. I think no matter what, the Patriots still draft a corner. Um, you know, whether it's a high corner, you know, late round corner, whatever it is. Um, I think they still draft one. But I think if you're looking on defense, the first thing you have to do is either tag JC Jackson or work out a long-term deal. It looks like right now it's going to be the tag. That's fine. And then just kind of work from there. Um, I know everybody wants a linebacker that, you know, can run fast linebacker and all that. I think that's maybe the second thing, but first and foremost, you got to bring JC Jackson back. Um, but if, if, if you're looking on offense, the number one or one of the big issues these transitions that people that I, I, I came to pod today. today. I, I came to pod so. today. That, that, that's why I came. You, to you put in some prep. 
I don't know. You're on the game you guys came to do, but 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 this is this is this is my job. I don't know what you guys do. Uh, but anyways, uh, as I was saying, before I was rudely interrupted. <laughs> um, I, I'm um I something surprising came across my screen um, when I was kind of perusing Twitter today. Juju Smith Schuster is projected to be signed by the New England Patriots. Um, mm-hmm. I now I, I kind of want to set the stage because I, I have a feeling I'm going to differ my opinion from probably both of you guys here, but Juju Smith Schuster is a free agent. Um, he has played, I have his stats pulled up. Um, I know last year he got hurt. He only played five games. Um, didn't play well at all. 15 catches, a buck 29, nothing crazy. Um, 2020, he played, um, 16 games, 97 catches for 831 yards. That's pretty good. A uh, year before that, 2019, 12 games, 42 catches, 552. Obviously, he was injured a little bit there. Um, the one year where he played um, probably his best was 2018. I believe he was a pro bowler that year. 111 catches, 1426, 1,426 yards. Um, he's very good. He's a free agent. What do you guys, what are your guys' opinion on Juju Smith-Schuster from TikTok fame being on the New England Patriots? Do you want to take this, Liam, or would you like me to? Well, actually, Liam, are you, I want to I'll go first. if you want. I'll go No, 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 no. Want. We know where you stand. I want to know what he said. I want to know what he thinks. No, no, I don't want. Boo Boo Smith shoes. Ah, oh, you're terrible. Absolutely not. You're awful. No, you're I don't. Awful. Want it. You're, you no. guys are. You're He's awful. He's ass. And awful. If I can play devil's advocate with myself here, a little like uh, fight <laughs> with, with my own. Yeah. Yes, he did have the Ben Roethlisberger. Devil on could, your shoulder. Yeah, exactly. Could not. Big Ben couldn't push the ball downfield. I get it. That probably affected his numbers. At the same time, though, I don't want any more. Albert Hainsworth, Chad Ochocinco signings to the Patriots where Bill's like, I'm going to fix him. No, no, you're not. Don't (laughs) deal with it. This dude's a nutcase. There's clearly something wrong with that whole team. And whatever is his problem has leaked over to Chase Claypool, who's celebrating first downs when there's Mm -hmm. 13 seconds left and ruining games. Like there's a whole environment issue with that Steelers offense and their wide receivers where they all think they're the Rams receiving core and they're all hyped up. They're not that good. Juju had that incredible year where he won team MVP, had the 1400 yards, went to the pro bowl. Antonio Brown was pissed because he didn't get team MVP. Didn't get the recognition Juju did. It was all because everyone was paying attention to at that point, the greatest receiver in the league, Antonio Brown completely inflated Juju stats because he was a rookie. No one's paying attention to the fucking rookie. He had great catches. He had made killer plays, but since then I haven't seen anything that would make me desire Juju. I think he's going to the jets or one of these irrelevant teams, whatever contract we would sign him for. It's not worth the money. or not worth the production we would be getting from him. He's not a game changer. He's not going to blow up and have this great comeback year with the Patriots. I don't want him. If we're going to get a wide receiver, it's got to be stellar. It's got to be a splash. I want a Randy Moss type action. Get me Cooper Cup. Get me Hollywood Brown even. Like, just give me somebody who's like, 
has a lot of potential or is already a proven star. I like Hollywood Brown. All right. I saw your faces there. That was just the other name that came to mind, but he's, he's a splash player. You can go deep. You can give him an end around. He's versatile. He'd be perfect in Bill's offense or, you know, not McDaniel's offense anymore. So I'm just going to say it's Joe Bill's judge's offense. offense? Yeah. Joe judge's offense, somebody's offense, but, but he'd be a perfect weapon for him. I don't want Juju. I don't like what he's got. He's kind of a bum ass. And I don't want that anywhere near this Patriots team. All right, I've I've, I've waited. I've I've waited patiently. So. Oh, this was also put out by Weei, who are a bunch of rejects. I would rather be, yes, I would rather get jumped by a gaggle of silverback apes than have the Patriots sign Juju Smith. Real quick, quick, quick thing, but not even to talk about Wei or, or anything like that at all. By the way, PF Pro Football Focus also kind of said it too. That I think that's where it came from. I trust Real them quick, even less. Favorite favorite type of. Um, monkey, gorilla, ape, go. Oh, orangutan, easily. Big Al- ball. And- Pro- an ape, I don't know. That that question, that was a curveball if I've ever heard one. What, what yeah. about ba- um, baboons with that giant pink ass? The correct answer is definitely orangutan. Orangutan okay. are awesome. And then you have they the silverback are. gorilla because they are just can I, I like change? Can I, can I change the silverback gorilla? Can I change it to that? Silverback gorillas are awesome. Yeah. All right. All right. Of course yeah. you can. Okay. Of course okay. you can. Sweet. Are you kidding me? You okay. could have picked proboscis monkeys too with the giant. Oh, nose with the penis like noses. Sh- yeah, it looks like a yeah. Sh- All right. So, yeah. all right. So, so I've been patient. So, so here's my thing. Now you guys can take this for how you want, but hear me out here. Juju Smith-Schuster to the Patriots would actually be a really good signing for a couple of reasons. First of all, he would be cheap. That's the big thing. I don't think he'd be he's, that cheap. He's not. He's not going to cost you. I don't think he's going to cost you more than ten million. I think that's the that's the limit of where he would get money. You got to think about it this way, okay? Why? He turned down a multi-year contract with the Chiefs to bet on himself. You take a look at the stats again. The two years, right? The two years that he was healthy the whole season 111 recept 111 receptions 97 receptions that's 100 receptions a year guy seven touchdowns and nine touchdowns he's a legitimate scoring threat you bring him into this offense right it's not going to break the bank give mac jones that number one receiver and your wide receiver is he a number one receiver because the only yes. time he's played yes. good is when he was a number yes. two receiver well, guess what? He still can put up the numbers to be a number one receiver. And guess what? He ain't staying in Pittsburgh, my friends, because guess no. what? That QB situation is going to be terrible. Mason is. Rudolph is going to be terrible. They're going to probably draft. Uh, they'll it. probably get Jimmy G. I, think. I was just no, going to no, say, no, no. when they is, get Jimmy G. Who's the kid? Who's the kid? I think he's from Liberty that they want to get the, the quarterback. I forget his name off the top of my head. But you think about this, right? And I'm going to throw in an added on move. So this isn't the only move. Let's think about this. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to throw... Stay with me here. Value guys. meal. Okay. It's going in. Value deep. meal. Let's go. You Al came to pod today, people. Yeah, listen, you said you were the I only one. I got to step on my pod. game. I'm, listen, yeah. I'm ready to play, baby. Let's go. But you signed Juju to a one-year contract. And then, I don't know if you guys saw this, but Bovada came out with the odds. Calvin Ridley plus 330 to end up a Patriot next year. Now, See, think about that's this. That's what I'm talking think, about. Think about yeah, this. Right, I saw that. Think about this. You signed Juju. You trade for Ridley. Now, Ridley's probably going to cost you a second-round pick. Juju, let's say he signs on for $10 million. You're signing $10 million essentially for two wide receivers. You can get rid of Nikhil Harry. And if you want, you can also trade Nelson Aguilar, too, if you really want. Because guess what? Next year, if you have Calvin Ridley, Juju Smith-Schuster, Kendrick Bourne, Kobe Myers, the two tight ends, Damian Harris, and that offensive line coming back, with Mac Jones in his second year, 
with some consistency. You telling me that offense wouldn't be good next year and can run trains in the AFC East? My 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 shorts just got tighter. Um, no, and by the Mine way, if you trade, did I hear you're trading you trade, Nelson Aguilar? If yes. you trade Aguilar, that frees up eight million dollars in cap space. I don't want to do it. Just say then you don't just want saying. the offense to get better. No. Then you, I, that's a false. Isn't wait, he on a two, wait, 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 wait. Isn't he on a two year deal anyway? Yeah. No, three. So I, I think it's three with that option three? for four. Yeah. Keep, keep talking. I'll find out. Keep talking. No, no, no. You're fine. I just no, but here's the thing. Nelson Aguilar, he didn't really do much last year. And he's a guy that's been kind of dicey. No one did much. Kendrick Bourne. Kendrick Bourne was better. Kendrick Bourne, I think, was better than Nelson Aguilar. Jacoby Myers was better than Nelson Aguilar. No one eclipsed a thousand yards. With with the Patriots, though, and I think Liam, we've talked about this numerous times. You have to kind of because like Hunter John Smith didn't do much. I don't want to trade him. It's one of those things where I think you have to kind of check your stats at the door when you come to the Patriots, but it's tough not to say that Aguilar did somewhat underperform, uh, right. but should he be traded? It depends on what you get. So I'm sorry, keep well, going. I got, no, no, I got. No, no, you're oh, fine. No, you were right. It is a two year deal. Two years, okay, twenty four so, million dollars. So even better, even better. So now he's on the second it. year of his deal. You can trade him, free up that eight yep. million, like Mike said. And listen, this, it would only be if they were to sign both Juju and trade for Ridley, because you got to think about the top wide receivers in this upcoming free agency class. Are they probably going to get Chris Godwin? Probably not. Devontae Adams is going to follow Aaron Rodgers, whether it's in Green Bay or Denver. You're probably not going to get Allen Robinson, even though that's a realistic target. I could see a team like Miami going to get him. Don't forget, Miami's going to want to add too. So you're in division trying to compete, and they're going to make moves. They have a lot of money in cap space, so they got to make a move, and they know it. So if you get Juju, I'm not saying he's the number one move, but if those guys are off the board, and Juju's still on the board, and you can bring him in on a one-year deal, maybe even a two with a um, with an opt-out after the first year, or whatever. It can only help. That's I don't my think, main thing. I don't think they get Ridley and Juju though. Besides, no, they, this they last won't. Off season, yeah, but like they probably so won't. That, but that, it's a thought that you can. It's a thought. But it's a, it's, it's a wishful thought because before this last offseason, when has Bill ever splurged on anything ever? Like he normally doesn't just stockpile assets like that. If you're going to pick a wide receiver, are you picking the dude that's, you know, dancing on the logo, posting to all his TikTok fans before the game? Are you going to pick Calvin Ridley, who's a big baller from Alabama, which Bill eats, sleeps, breathes, and snorts Alabama? I mean, the options are clear there. You go with Calvin Ridley forget Juju. Don't even bother spending the money on him when you could trade for Ridley and sign him. Mike, can you do me a favor while you're on your laptop? Can you, can you look up the Patriots cap space coming into this off season? Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I, I already know that stuff. I told you I came ready. Patriots have right now. Patriots have about $8 million to, um, to, to spend, but if okay. they extend people, release who they're supposed to, whatever, they should be getting. Sorry, Siri keeps going on from my watch. I don't know why. No, um, they they should be getting about eight million dollars additional if they extend people or do like they could extend Kendrick Bourne, they could extend John New Smith, they could extend they could transfer thing. Pat's cap on Twitter, go follow him. He is the best person on Twitter to break down all the Patriots cap stuff. The Patriots will likely make about $8 million in cap space without getting rid of anybody. So ideally they'll have 15 to 16 million bucks to play with. Um, I'm I'm trying to find out 
if it is $8 million that, um, that the Pats get, if they do trade Aguilar, but I remember seeing it's either seven, eight or 9 million. One of okay. one of that. Okay. So now, right, Liam, think about this. If you can get 8 million more on top of the 8 million that you have by getting rid of some of the old timers, like, I don't know about like Hightower. I don't know if he's going to come back. I don't know if guys like Slater are going to come back or McCordy. So let's just say for the sake of it, you get that money. You trade Aguilar, you get that money. So you're at 16. Let's just say it's 8 million. You're at 24 million now. You're telling me that you wouldn't want for two receivers to spend 8 to 10 million, trade away a second round pick, which who knows if you're going to use it, bring in two wide receivers, and then subtract two, one that is adequate at best, and the other one that shouldn't even be on the roster? I mean, I have, yeah, I have, in, in I have Nelson Aguilar stats. Oh, yeah, please. Uh, uh, Contract stats, just for you guys. If they trade him on March 16th after 4 p.m., they will will (laughs) save $9.1 million. Even better. If they cut him, they'll say, well, actually, no, that doesn't, no, we're not going to talk about cutting. If they extend him a year, they'll save $4 million. Okay. I'm happy with either one. So, sorry, keep going. I finally found the info. I had to get it out there. I've been freaking looking for the last like five minutes. So no, I appreciate you looking, but it's just, I understand this is all ideal scenario, but if you want to compete in the AFC, Belichick just can't sit on his ass anymore. He can't, he can't just sit back. He splurged last off season. We get it. Brought in Hunter Henry, brought in John Smith, brought in Matt Judon, brought in Devon Godchow, brought in Kendrick Bourne. He brought in a lot, but there's still not that number one receiver. Why is Bavada coming out with these odds and everything else if they don't know something? I'm not saying Ridley's going to be a Patriot tomorrow, but what I'm saying is they know that there's probably some rumblings going around between the Patriots and the Falcons, besides, you know, the Falcons blowing 28 to 3 lead. But also with that, why wouldn't you take a shot on a receiver that is 25 years old, can has been in the league for five years, and can help bring this offense to another level? I know I'm sold, but I'm not sold on Juju. So with with Juju, but the the main thing or, or the main issue, I first of all, I don't I don't want I don't I don't want Juju. Let's just I, I don't think That's I fine. said I don't think I said what my opinion was. One thing I don't think the Patriots will get him because, while everything you said Al was correct, where he bet on himself, he got hurt. Our team's going to want to give him a long term deal. Who knows? I guess he's projected to get a one year, eight million dollar contract. Great. I think there's a team out there that's going to outbid the Patriots. That's how I see it. So I don't think he's going to get here. I think the only way the Patriots get like a big name receiver like this is via trade. So that's why I'm thinking Calvin Ridley. I'm pushing all my chips in for Calvin Ridley because I like him. I think he's due $11 million, which I guess would be more than the projected cap number for Juju. But we, but that's just a number pulled out of space. We don't know what that number is going to be. Now, if you can get Juju for 8 million and Calvin Ridley would cost 11, there's still the chance the the Seahawks might trade DK Metcalf. If, um, if uh, Russell Wilson ends up leaving, screw everybody. I want DK Metcalf. If, if he's available, um, cause I think he's still on his rookie deal. So I think he's due like 2 million or 4 million bucks or something. So bring him over here d- completely, yeah. you know, gloss over the mistake of drafting the Harry over him. Um, don't even but, get me started on DK Metcalf. Yeah, let me, oh. let me ask you guys a quick question. And this is just a genuine question for you two specifically. Let's say hypothetically, right? Godwin's off the board. 
Robinson's off the board. Let's say Ridley gets traded elsewhere. Let's say the only options are Juju and the next receiver. You two have made it clear you don't want him. That's fine. My question to you two is, what would the next option be? Who could the Patriots realistically get if all the big names are gone and you can't get a trade, you can't get a team to work a trade? So essentially, Uh, free agency. So I'm looking at the wide receiver free agency list right now. Jamison Crowder, sort of interested in. T.Y. Hilton, he's over the hill, but he'd be cool if you could get him for cheap as a deep threat. Oh, Mike Williams. From uh, the Chargers. now, that's a name that's intriguing. Now that's a name. I think he's uh, yeah, he's an unrestricted free agent. Oh, he's a jump ball threat, big body receiver. I would lie, cheat, beg, borrow, and steal, cause a scene of biblical proportion to get Mike Williams. Okay, a that's a fair season. name. That's a very fair name. So, I, I think if you can't get Say Metcalf isn't available, like you said. Say um, Ridley goes somewhere else. Allen Robinson gone. I, I don't and Juju. I don't. I don't think they go. They go um, wide receiver. That's in the NFL. I think they draft Mechie from Alabama. I'd be okay yeah. with that. That's what I think. I don't think. I, I think Down. if you can't, if you can't get, because let's just let's just be honest. DK Metcalf is a pipe dream because other things would have to happen for that to happen. Um, yeah. Amari Cooper isn't leaving the Cowboys. We know that he's gone. Um, Not like we want him anyway. So it, yeah, yeah, twenty-four million dollar cap hit. Nope, if the okay. um, Andy sucks, I wouldn't give him two million. If it well, actually, oh, another name though, Michael Gallup is available too. So I don't know. I, I, I would like, like him, Michael but again, Gallup. I don't want him to be the number one. If we're talking, because I think Mac Jones does, and I, I hate that I'm going to say it. I hate it so much. I do think that Mac Jones does need a number one receiver. Now, if it's not Calvin Ridley. In Juju, say you're outbid, you're outbid by him, or it's more than eight million, whatever happens. Don't get anybody else. Draft Mechie. You can get him in the vast majority of the mock drafts I've seen. They all have the Patriots taking him in the second or third round. So I would take him. He already has, he's already on the same wavelength as uh, Mac Jones, because you know they both played. I think the one year they played, he had a shit ton of yards. They played awesome yep. together. Um, I just, I do agree though, that they do need to get something there. Now, if you can, Al, your, your, your pipe dream of getting, of trading away Aguilar, uh, I'm not even going to bring up Nikhil Harry because he's not even a real person to me anymore, but (laughs) if you can, if you can trade away Aguilar and get Juju for 10 for, um, you know, 8 million, if you can get Calvin Ridley. Um, for 11 million. Cause I think Calvin Ridley still has a couple years left on his deal. If I remember correctly, I'll double check. Um, the, the issue that I'm coming across with Juju, do you think, okay, say he is the option. Say you get him for, you can get him for one year, $8 million. Mm-hmm. Do you like what that to me is, unless you can work out a long-term deal, it's somewhat wasted money. Cause do you think that Juju is what puts you over the top to, to, to make it, let's just, because this is what we all want, to make it to the Super Bowl. Because I think that's what, pretty much that's what yeah. Belichick's trying to go Super to Bowl right now. Bust. Now, again, Juju is good. He's, he, the talent is there. I don't think anybody can question that. The talent is clearly there. It's the character. We don't know how he is. You know, again, he was also on a team with Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin's a great coach, but I don't think, Mike Tomlin is a player, a player's coach. So he's going to let players kind of do what they want. 
which I mean, we saw Liam, you brought up Claypool, Juju, all that fun stuff. Uh, you know, AB recording in the locker room and everything. Yeah. Do you think that who would you rather have Juju Smith Schuster on a one year deal or Calvin Ridley for two years? And maybe you can work out something. It might, it'll be more money, most likely, if I remember correctly. But I don't, Ridley has to be the first option. Oh, and that has to get him. Yeah. Right. It, I mean, that's not even an a choice like obviously you go with Ridley yeah 100% you go with Ridley I the only thing I'm saying is is if the market is going to present itself how it is where Godwin's probably going to get big money somewhere else Robinson I don't think is coming here although I would love him to come here you know and you can't get Ridley I'm just saying if Juju is the option it's not a bad option to have and I think for one year you can have him kind of elevate the offense a little bit more. It's not going to a Super Bowl, but don't forget this. The defense has a lot of question marks too. So the offense can put up, you know, 28 to 31 points a game, but if the defense can't stop a nosebleed, which there's a lot of questions about that defense, then no, they're okay, not. How many questions Bowl. they are. I stopped out Bill Belichick and his defense back in 2007. Whatever Bill puts out there, they're going to lock it down. He could have the lollipop guild out there and they're still holding people to 17 points. (laughs) Stupid. Calvin Ridley. (laughs) Calvin Ridley is 28. Juju is 25 going on 26. I don't. God, I hate. I hate that this is happening. I have kind of started to come around on signing Juju. I don't. I don't like him. Like, like, let's just get that right. I don't like him. But like, I'm okay. Hear me. This High in the sky. This is what I would want the 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 Patriots would do. Because if they get Juju, like l- look at it this way: if they sign any receiver that's in the league right now, Nelson Aguilar is gone. Like we can just kind of say that because they're not going to keep Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne, Jacoby Myers. Actually, Jacoby Myers is an unrestricted free agent, so who knows? But they're not going to keep Aguilar, Bourne, maybe Myers, and Ridley or Juju or someone like that, and then still have the two tight ends that they have to feed as well. So if they sign one of these receivers, any receiver that's in the league right now, Nelson Aguilar probably gone. Jacoby Myers might even be gone. I think the best way, I still just want them to draft a receiver. That's what I would want. But if they draft a receiver, they could draft that kid from Alabama. They could sign, and I hate that I have to say it, they could sign Juju. But I still no no I don't want them to sign Juju enough. I, I'm trying to do the mental gymnastics. Right Can you tell? Because I don't. My mind's in a pretzel. I don't want them to sign Juju. I want Calvin Ridley. If you can't get Calvin Ridley, draft Mechie and just roll with Aguilar, Bourne, Myers, and Mechie. Trade or get Aguilar is done at the end of the year, so maybe you trade him by the deadline. Maybe you trade him in the offseason if Mechie is, you know, this guy you want him to be. I know everybody wants the Patriots and Mac Jones to have this number one receiver. I think Mechie could be that guy because him kind of in the same vein as Burrow and Jamar Chase. Now, obviously, Chase is a different league, we understand that, but I think that would be better. Than getting Juju, goddamn! But I could see them getting Juju. I want Calvin Ridley. That's where I'm going to end this whole thing. I want Calvin Ridley. But they don't get both. Is my point. If you can't get oh, Calvin they Ridley, they won't get both. Yeah. No. Yeah. Now they. 
Yeah, because I feel like more cap stuff would have to happen, and they'd have to let go of people that we don't want them to let go of. So I don't, I don't, I don't know. I think contract wise, I mean, if you're talking, let's just say Juju's going to get the eight million, which that's not even a foregone conclusion. That was just a projection thing from PFF, from Pro Football Focus. We have no or idea that's going to get. There might be a team like the Dolphins. I could see the Dolphins coming in and throw in, you know, 10, 11 million at him to try to get him to come there. You know, not only would you, would you pull him away from an AFC East, um, an AFC East rival, but then you get him on your team too with um, Tua, who, I mean, think what you want about Tua, but if you get him Juju, that's I like fine. Tua. Um, I don't. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, this is, this is a wild time to be a Patriots fan. Because I don't, there I are so it. many, the, the foundation is built. The, the, like the concrete has been poured. You have Mac Jones, you have Damian Harris, you have Ramondre Stevenson. You have an offensive line that's here for, a, for another couple of years. I signed Trent Brown. Signing Trent Brown should be the, the priority over everybody. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, you have, you have people, you can always draft offensive linemen too. Um, Belichick does a really good job doing that. But you have... You have the core for what you're trying to build. Now you're just trying to find the best piece to get you to the next level. And I think if you can get Ju- if you can get Juju, Liam, because you you're like me, you don't want Juju. If you can get Juju for three years, whatever the numbers are, just say it's a it's a contract that doesn't that doesn't you know break the bank. You know, let's, let's say, let's say, say three uh, for 20, three for 27. Let's say, yeah, that. yeah, 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 yeah. Why not? Why not? You know, or, you know, whatever, whatever the years are for the, for uh, whatever the number is for the next two years, would you take Juju then? Is it because no. to me, I think right now it's just the one year thing. If you can get him for three years on the cheap, then I might be, I'd be more open to it. I'd still prefer other people, but if that's what they do, I'd be fine with that. Liam, what say you? Three years, no, 20. What'd you say? Three years, 26 not. million? No? 26, 17, whatever it is. I don't want him. Why would he's a he's not even the number one receiver after Antonio Brown left? It's Deontay Johnson who gets the bulk share of the ca- catches in that core, mostly because the other two are jackasses. But why would we spend any money on a number two receiver unless he has potential to become a number one? I said Mike Williams because right now he's a number two receiver, but he's number two behind Keenan Allen, who is clear cut top five in the league, one of the best wide receivers in the league. Mike Williams is in a situation where if he were to leave his team, he could blow up and be the number one on another team. We've seen it with other receivers before. If we get Mike Williams, then there's potential for rise. If we get Juju, I don't see what his ceiling, what would his ceiling be realistically for the Patriots? Another 97 catch season with like eight or nine touchdowns? No, I don't want that. I want, I want dominance. I want taking over. I want what Mike Williams could possibly do, which would be in the range of, you know, 11 to 13 touchdowns, give us a serious deep route, a red zone threat where Mac Jones just snaps the ball, takes one step back, hums it to the corner to our big receiver. Juju's not making contested catches. The only thing he's got going for him is his route running. And if he's lazy for any reason, if his head's not in the game, that goes out the window. He's no longer effective. I wouldn't want to spend any money on a number two receiver unless he can become the man. You do understand 97 receptions in a season, eight, nine touchdowns in a season. It's pretty it's good, good, right? It's good. Yes, it's above You average. just said it, but you just said it was bad. For 
the money. I don't want to spend any money on somebody who would be giving us just above average. If we can get somebody who will become a or could become a number one receiver, I just don't see it from Juju. That's why I'm saying Mike Williams, if we were to get him, I could see him hovering in the 11 to 13 touchdown range with a thousand yards. And Williams you know, could be good. He could be very good. I don't, you, but I don't, I don't think he'd get 97 catches either. Cause he's a different type of receiver. He's, yeah. you know, he's a four catches a game, you know, a touchdown and 70 yards type guy right now with the Patriots, you know, six catches, 120 yards and a touchdown or two in most games. Like I'll take that. That's big play. What are we getting from Juju? I haven't seen anything since that Antonio Brown year that has even remotely impressed me. And if he can't beat out Deontay Johnson to be the clear cut number one, bar none, no questions asked, best receiver on that team, I don't want him. How many years has Deontay Johnson been in the league? Like five. Has he really been around that long? He's been around for an odd long time. Yeah. Really? Okay. So I thought he was, I thought he was younger than that. Look it up, but. Oh, I got it. I mean, he gets the lion's share, Big Ben. And maybe that's just Big Ben's preference. That's his favorite target. And maybe Juju's the better receiver. He just had better connection with Deontay, but he was definitely the number one on that team. It wasn't three Juju. Three years. Holy three shit. Years. Still, still three years is, you know, it's about to be four. You know what, though? With with the Juju thing, you know what I was thinking? And I was watching, I was watching the playoffs and I was just kind of watching other teams with these people. Do you know what I would really want? And this is kind of the, the last little bit I want to talk about with this receiver stuff because it's far too early to be talking. Because who knows? The Patriots might end up getting, I don't know, someone where isn't even on our radar. I want the Patriots to get someone in the vein of a Tyree Kill who is just a burner, but is yeah. actually good. Because I think that's where the league is starting to go. And of course, if they don't, it's not the end of the world. But like just seeing these other teams with these fast, fast receivers. And it's like, it would be so nice to have a player like that on the Patriots. And I know Juju's fast, but like, he's not known for it like that. And like all these other people we're talking about, I don't believe they are either. I would like a player like that. I don't think they're going to get one, but that would be awesome if we get something like that. But call me crazy. Actually, I'm not crazy. Don't we have one of those already under our wing right now? Nelson Aguilar is a burner. No, he's not. He's not. He is he's good. fast. Fast. He was hurt this year for a little bit, I think. Yeah, uh, remember? On. No, he was the one. He he hurt his leg, didn't he? The only, yeah. his only, no, he, he like his ribs or something. The, he yeah. destroyed. Yeah, the only thing. Hurt. The only thing I'll say in Liam's defense of Nelson Aguilar is he's an every other year guy. He has a really good year, really okay year. Last year was his okay year. So if he has a good year this year, I'll say fine. The contract was worth it. But then I'll say bye-bye because he's probably walking out the door. Probably, but he's fast. He's already a burner. That's what we need. He's got that Muhammad Ali where he cuts the lights off in his bedroom. He's in the bed before the room is dark. Fast. Fast. Okay. I don't know. I don't know if he's that fast. Do you, do you want to know what really would probably, do you want to know what would probably make him faster if he had more um if he had more energy? I don't yeah. know if you guys are are aware of different ways where you can get more energy. Um I imagine he gets faster. It's it's kind of it's kind of shocking the ways that um that you can get that you can get energy. Um shocked energy by the way is is where I'm going with this guys. Um Liam, we've actually talked about it a little bit. Um you know, you get all the different flavored boxes. Our favorite obviously is watermelon. Always has oh. been, always will be. Um watermelon is a very 
a very tough flavor to get right because it's like it's a it's a very faint flavor but when you get it right you really get it right and shocked energy has gotten that right um go to shockedenergy.com right now get the watermelon box you will not be um you will not be disappointed shocked at all watermelon incredible um it, coming box. from someone who drinks an energy drink every single day for the last probably decade shocked energy is the real deal again shockedenergy.com use promo code cgsn uh 10% off um, I, I don't know what else I can say about it. If you need energy, shocked energy, CGSN, 10% off, go get it. Um, maybe that'll let Juju be a little bit quicker. And then maybe from there, he'll be a good signing. Uh, but otherwise kind of putting a stamp on the Juju stuff. I do not want him, um, on, on my, on my team. I'm sorry. Really, really fast. How about Jarvis Landry? Do you guys want him? He already committed to Cleveland. No, no, no. I do not want Jarvis Landry. I wanted Jarvis Landry before he went to Cleveland. Before he went to Cleveland. No, no, no. No Jews. No Jews. None of them. He, he, he isn't. He's not like the number one talent that you can bring in here. Because I think if you have Jarvis Landry, you have Kendrick Bourne. Kendrick Bourne is Jarvis Landry to me. Okay. Similar type player. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 he's more of a yeah. slot guy, though. So if um, yeah. Myers leaves, then Jarvis. But no, he already committed Myers to Cleveland. Leave, though. Me neither, me neither. Yeah, but Jarvis but already committed does. to Cleveland. He's not going anywhere. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. You're right. Uh, you're right. So I think. Um, so I think we are all in agreement. We all three of us do not want Juju. Um, no, no, I'm still, on the, <laughs> I'm still on the juju trade. If it's, if it's the only option, Al wholeheartedly if, agrees. No, juju. if you can get Ridley or you can get someone else, then fine, go get him. But if Juju's on the table and it's the only option, then go get him. All right. Moving on Al. Um, Agree to disagree. now, okay. We are going to do, it's the off season right now. So we have to fill the time with some things. Um, top five, new England, Patriots running backs. This is a very tough list to make. I am not going to go first. One of you two can go first. Um, actually, you know what? Al, you are the guest. Al, we're going to go from five, four, three, two, one. If we have repeats, that's fine. We'll still discuss it. Al, top five Patriots running backs. I need your number five. Who, so so who are we all have? so are we all saying our number five or am I saying my whole list? Oh no, oh no, no, oh, no. no. you, you say your number five, you kind of give whatever you want to say about him if yeah. you had then we to berate say or you whatever. and move on to the next one. And then we oh, and then okay, we just on. like my daily life. Perfect. Okay. Yes. So with Nothing number f- <laughs> exactly. So number five. And this it was funny because when I was filling this list out, this guy was originally my number two, but then there's a distinct reason why I moved him back to five. My guy, Liam, we were talking about it off air this morning. I got to put him here. This hurts. He, he was he was a stud. I'm going with Curtis Martin. At five. Curtis Martin at five. Ten straight years of over 1,000 yards. Five-time Pro Bowler. The three seasons he was with New England, 95, 96, 97. Two of those years he was a Pro Bowler. But he's a Jet. He was a Jet. He was mainly known as a Jet. me. You are killing me at number five. Curtis Martin should have been. I I can't say should have been, but I would have loved him to be a Patriot for life. Imagine Curtis Martin on like that 0-1 team with Brady instead of having like J.R. Redmond. Wouldn't have lost a game. 
They they probably would have they went eleven and five. They probably would have gone fourteen and two that year and breezed through the playoffs. Yeah. Oh, his stats, even for those three years on the Patriots, are unbelievable. I was looking at them earlier. And then in the playoffs, he was a big game performer, too. He had like 166 yards and two tubs. And uh, I can't remember who they were playing now for the life of me. It might have been the Chargers. But he was a big, big baller. And he was. that's like a like a running style that kind of got lost. Like He was a bruiser, but he was also fast. He kind of had it all. I've always been a huge Curtis Martin guy. But to put him at five? It I had him disrespectful. I, I, Curtis I, I, Martin isn't even on my list. What is uh, wrong with terrible. you people? Get him out of here. I had him on the list. Antoine Smith, are... J.R. Redmond, they did fine. Ew. No one needed no. Curtis Martin. Get that New York Jet ass out of here. God. That's why oh, I put him at five. That's why I put him at five. Oh, my God. He's got to be on the list. He's got to be on the list. 95. Real quick. 95. Okay. He rushed for. 1,487 yards, 14 touchdowns, 96, yeah. 96, 1,152 yards, 14 touchdowns, Whoa. 1997, not, not his best year, 13 games started, 1,160 yards, so still over 1,000 yards, only four touchdowns, but even so, the guy played really well in New England, so really, really well, you, you got to have not well list, enough, so. not so well enough, not, friends, so my number five, Curtis Martin. He's a classic case of a Patriots player overachieving and Bill's like, yeah, just let him go. I can't imagine he continues this play. And then he just torches you for the next decade. Okay. So Curtis Martin, Jerry, number five, um, bold choice. Liam, who's your, who's your number five? I'm second. I, I almost don't even want to continue this list, but all right, let me just preface by saying <laughs> my Mount Rushmore of Patriots running backs. It's just Lawrence Maroney with five different facial expressions. Oh my God. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to level with you. One through five, it's all Lawrence Maroney. There's no one else. So Curtis Martin gets like the nod at like number, you know, three for me, but it's all Lawrence Maroney all day. I, ha- I have a list that excludes Lawrence Maroney because he's obviously number one. So that's what I'm going to present to you guys here. But just know, Lawrence Maroney, number thirty-nine on the field, but number one on my heart. Wasn't Danny Wood? Wasn't Danny Woodhead number thirty-nine for the Patriots? Yes, was he like the second greatest thirty-nine to ever suit. No, up? he's the greatest thirty-nine in Patriots. Absolutely history. not. And I love Danny Woodhead. Okay, Mike, do you want to take the floor while we're on the topic? <laughs> Just real quick. So, Al, I I told you before the podcast I had a story to tell you about a, a running back. Yes, Danny Woodhead. So keep keep his last name in mind as I tell you this story. I, I so, don't like where this is going already. I hate it. My palms are getting sweaty as I'm telling it right now. It's the most anxious. It's the most you. I don't even. I you know you know the commercial where it's like want to get away. I want to get away. So set the scene. I think it's like Easter something like that. I'm at my girlfriend, my then girlfriend, now wife. We're at her grandparents' house up in New Hampshire, um, hanging out whole families there on her side. We're talking grandparents, nieces, cousins, everybody, her parents, her dad, her mom. We're all sitting there all, all around, all around the TV because the Patriots were playing. So we're like, Hey guys, let's go watch the Patriots. This was years ago, by the way, I want to say like seven or eight years ago. Um, So we're watching the game. Danny Woodhead. I think it was when he made, he made some catch and it was like, 
like he made a catch and like juked and like made the first down. It was great play, great play. Everybody, oh, you know, Danny Wood had great catch, guys. You know, you know, we're all cheering like Patriots fans. Let me tell you, everybody in the room, her mom, her dad, her grandparents, um, her her cousins were there. Everybody, I'm sitting right next to her, so everybody's cheering. Oh yeah, Danny Wood had good job, and I'm like, yeah, you know, everybody loves good head. Yes. <laughs> so as I should you, I should have seen that coming. Now I don't know if you've oh ever been in this gosh. situation where you say something and as you say it, the words like you you see the words and you see no. them hit every single person in the room. You see her dad turn and look at me. You see some people not look because they're like, I don't want to know this happened. What did I do? Nicole, she's sitting right next to me, stares at me dead set on the TV, sat there like this, right at the TV. <laughs> didn't look at anybody. Didn't do a damn thing. I look right at the camera, sat right there, looking right at the TV, sitting there. I don't remember what happened. Play it off. I think I, play I, it off. I think I blacked out for like three minutes. No idea what happened. Um, but to me, in my eyes, it was a good joke, but it was one of those things where you have to, you have to know your audience probably shouldn't have talked about head um, in, in a family setting and that family being my then girlfriend probably shouldn't have brought that up, but yeah, that is my Danny. Not, not, not the smartest idea, Mike. That is it. I, I, it rolled right off to didn't even think one second about it. I was like, this is a great joke. Oh, great catch. Danny. Oh man. I love Danny Woodhead. Everybody loves good head. Stared right at the screen. <laughs> Stared right. Oh, my, I don't think you guys understand. My, I am getting sweaty thinking about it. It was one of the most awkward moments in my. Oh yeah. In my entire life. So that is that is the Danny Woodhead story. Um, <laughs> but both things are correct. Everybody loves Danny Woodhead, and and what I said is also correct. So I don't I yep. don't think I don't think that I was Amen. wrong. It was just wrong in when I said it. But anyways, Liam, <laughs> back to you. So you said Lawrence Maroney, five different faces, but who do you got number five? All right. This was a tough decision because number five at this point, like I weeded all the ones that are truly supposed to be there out. And then number five to me was just a toss up of like players who performed really well and players that I would murder a small village of people for. And it came down and I was able to narrow it down to this guy. I'm going with the law firm, Ben Jarvis Green Ellis. Huge Ben Jarvis Green Ellis guy. Shame we never got him a Super Bowl. He was right there every time. Just couldn't get win the big game. But the big stat everyone talks about, this dude never fumbled. Not once. The ball never left his hands. And going from him to Stephen Ridley shortly after, the contrast is unbelievable. Because Stephen Ridley's out there playing rugby, throwing it to teammates and other, <laughs> other team. He's not even playing the right sport. Ben Jarvis locked in the vice grips. And his numbers are damn good to boot. In 2010, just over, like a hair over 1,000 yards. 4.4 yards per carry, which was his career best. Pretty good. That's not stellar, but it's above average. Yeah. 13 tubs. Followed that up the next season, 11 tubs. Only 600 yards, but it's a Patriot system. They had Tom Brady. They pass a lot. 
11, 13 tubs, 11 tubs. Ben Jarvis punched it in. And even when he was the backup to our Lord and Savior, Lawrence Maroney, he still cashed in with 300 yards and five tubs in his rookie season. He's just one of those Patriots players where you're like, oh, yeah, I remember Ben Jarvis Green Ellis. Like, he got the job done. What happened to that guy? It's just next man up, Ben Jarvis came in and crushed it. He is my number five. He also, a little fun fact for you, finished with 42 touchdowns, the exact same as his number, his whole career. No I thought, that, I thought wow. that was funny. I think he planned that because in his last season, <laughs> seven tubs, I'm sure he was like, all right, I'm at 42. Like, put out, put Gio Bernard in to score this tub. I'm good. I'm going to retire after the season. So, oh, yeah, I forgot he went to the Bengals. Yeah, oh, Andy shit. was sick. He had another 1,000-yard season on the Bengals, had his longest run of his career, which went for a tub, of course. Six tubs in his first year, seven in his second. Give me I the had law no firm. idea. I had no idea that the law firm had those numbers with the Pats. I, yeah, I know he Jarvis. didn't fumble. I remember that, Never. that he didn't fumble. Never was. Um, good choice. So my listening to you guys talk, I don't think you're going to be happy about my list. My number I five. Hate it. There's no Curtis Martin on it. Your list is irrelevant. No Curtis Martin. There's also no, yeah, you're also wearing a friend shirt, which makes all this irrelevant. That shirt sucks. <laughs> this shirt is awesome. Look at the pivot pillow. I know it's, it's terrible. All you're of the it worst. I'll, you're say this, I'll, say, I'll, I'll say this about friends. I don't watch it much, but the shirt is kind of fire. Not gonna lie. No, I like it's the terrible. The shirt is fire. You can't tell on the thing, but it's like a little tight, so it makes me look. I was gonna huge. say, shop okay, you shouldn't have said that. You should have just said, thanks, Al, and then gone right into your pick. You should not have said that next part. My number five. Don't put your arms above your head. You'll rip it. A lesser known a lesser known guy that probably only your diehard Patriots fans will know. He was on the team. He played eight games. Um, he he had one oh really – he gosh. had – you guys know who it is. I know exactly Aldous. what you're going to say. He yep. had one humongous game. You really put him on this list. The reason, do not say his name. The reason he is on this list. Now, when I talk about favorite players from certain positions or certain things, people who left a mark in my memory, players who are favorites for me, because, you know, honestly, it might be one of those things where you were, your flame burnt so, so bright, so hot that it could only, it could only be sustained for one game, even though he played eight games. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm talking about the one and only Jonas Gray. That's my number five. Oh, number 35. Oh, Jonas Gray. He played eight games for the New England Patriots. Oh, um, people think that it's just that one game where he ran for 37. Uh, he ran 37 times, 201 yards, and four touchdowns. Oh, no, no. He played for eight games, 412 yards. So the majority of his yards were that one game. Half. Um, five touchdowns. So four of his touchdowns were that one game. Um, the, the, the whole, the whole, um, I'm trying to think of the word. What is the word where you're talking about people? Not the, not the, um, oh my God. Like the, the mystique of Jonas Gray. That's not the word, but what he did though, he had the legend, the legend, legend. yes, the legend of Jonas Gray. Um, he had the game. 37 rushes, 201 yards, wild, four touchdowns. I remember he, he was going to be the next guy. He was built kind of, I don't know if you guys remember. I, I'm sure you do because he's one of the greats. He was built number 35, built like a tiny little bowling ball, right? Ready to go. What happened? A couple days after this game, 
He was late to practice. So what happened that week? He was benched. <laughs> Following that game, he played four more games for the Patriots, had a total of 80 yards, and was released that offseason. The reason why Jonas Gray is one of my favorite running backs is because his story will never be heard again. You will never hear a story like Jonas Gray. 37 rushes, 201 yards, four touchdowns. Patriots won the game, obviously. And then you never hear from him again. Can I, can I say who I thought you were going to say? Of course. Because I don't think any of us have this guy on this list. Steven Jackson. I almost put him on just because I, I like Steven Jackson. That's the name. That's, that's who Steven I Jackson. thought you were going for. Because oh, like, right, God, no. We got him. worse. We went deeper cuts. We went we went side wow. B. We went B track. See, there it there is. There you go. Yep. What are the odds so, I have the jerseys of two players we're talking about? But yeah. <laughs> just on yeah. hand. <laughs> that's really it. Jonas Gray. Um, the reason why, not even a favorite because I necessarily loved him. It was just you will, such a unique story. You will never see anything like that again. 37 rushes, 201, late to practice, bench the next the next game or the next week, 80 yards after that for the next four games, cut after the season. Wild. Jonas Gray, my number five. I don't even think it's close. I think that is that is the best number five we've said. Liam is I, Liam is ranged. I told you, you're not going to like my list, but no, <laughs> my list made actually a makes mockery sense. of this whole thing. Now, after uh, this, I might I might as well put. Michael J. Fox at number four, and then Coney Ely at number three. Coney what are you Ely. talking about? I got Coney Ely number two. Uh, Al, you, Al, you go next. Right. Number four, numero right, so cuatro. So my number four, this is the oldest guy that I have. He was around in the mid-80s, so if you guys don't know who he is, I completely understand. But number four, I'm going with Craig James. Now, if this is a name that you Patriots fans don't know, listen up. Craig James was part, he was half of the backfield at Southern Methodist University, SMU. Southern Methodist? Back in the day when they were in the Southwest Conference, it was him and Eric Dickerson, and they were part of what was called the Pony Express. And they were good. SMU was good. And Craig James, he played in the USFL, but then came over to the Patriots. He was a 1985 Pro Bowler. He had a five-year career. In that 85 season, he had 1,227 rushing yards, Help the Patriots get to the Super Bowl against the Bears. And then get clapped. And then they got clapped. But Craig James is a name that if you if you like 30 for 30s, um, <clears throat> I think it's called the Pony Express. It really is. It's just a name that I thought of. And I'm like, you know what? This dude was awesome to watch in college. He did play decently against the, when he was with the Patriots. So I'm throwing him in there at number four. I got to check out that 30 for 30 of him down there in the Bible Belt. It's, no, it's good. Liam, I think you would really like this 30 for oh, 30. I love ED. Al, and you gave me shit for Jonas Yeah, because your pick is stupid. You pull Craig James? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. I didn't give you shit. All I said was it wasn't who I thought you were going to say. That was well, that guess was what, Al? I there. didn't think you were going to say Craig James, the immortal <laughs> Craig James. I didn't think you were going to say that. <laughs> I hey, I did preface it by saying good choice he was older. though. I mean, that's a that's a good this this is why we do this list. This this was a good choice. This was a good Craig James I mean, played 72 more games than friggin' Jonas Gray did for the Patriots. So <laughs> did Craig James ever run for 201 yards in the game for four touchdowns? 
No, I don't but think he, he probably combined for much more than that over a healthy career. Jonas Gray. What, Jonas Gray was a one-game wonder. I'm sorry. Yeah. But that's what he was, Mike. He was a Dude, one. No, he yeah. wasn't. He had like 90 yards in the game before. 90 yards. Too. I could run for 90 yards. I'm pretty Gray, sure we're by the way. When people run for 90 yards, listen, Jonas Gray is my fifth pick. Screw off. By the way, fried. By the way, um, Craig James had nearly 2,500 yards in his career. Just how many tubs? How many tubs? How many? Wait, wait, how many did he have? How many yards? 2,500. And he had 11 tubs. So the touchdowns weren't there. More than 200. I'm just saying. But did Craig James make you feel the way that Jonas Gray did in that game? He did in college when him and Eric Dickerson were running all over everyone. And then I wasn't alive, so Bowl. it doesn't count, Al. <laughs> <laughs> right. We forgot that the world just Liam. starts and stops at your convenience. Liam, <laughs> number sorry, four. Al, great pick, though. Craig James. CJ. CJ2K. The original CJ2K. There you go. Okay. <laughs> Good pick, though. All right. Liam, <laughs> yeah. who you got for number four? God, I hate you. All right. So this one, this one sucked. I hated to do this to him. It wasn't ideal. I'm sure he's on at least Al's list because Mike's clearly going right. Jonas here. Gray. Do you have Jonas no, Gray? No, it's four? not fucking Jonas Gray. I can assure you, he wasn't even in my honorable mentions. Wasn't even in my honorable mentions. He's so above so. No. Let's hear it. Beneath what, it. What, what, what do you got for number four? <sighs> I'm going to, it's going to be a hard truth. I'm going to drop on you guys, but number four for me is Corey Dillon. I didn't even have him on my list. Really? Me neither, really sir. Cor- okay. Corey Dillon. And I, I liked Corey Dillon, Almost. but yeah. I, I, just before you go, Liam, I think the thing with Corey Dillon was he just felt more like a Bengal in his career, and the Patriots was just the last like year or two on his career. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't think of him as a Patriot. Well, see, I mean, that, was that's. The- that's that's very similar to like um to to a guy that used to play for for a guy that used to play for SMU. He was a he was a running back with Eric Dickerson. I don't really see him as a uh, as a Patriot. I see him more as a SMU guy. You know, I, I believe he did Al, play on the Patriots. His Al, entire I believe career. you had him on your list, right? I believe what his name Craig yes. Craig yes. Uh, Craig Craig Jackson. Who was oh, you're funny. Craig, The the guy that takes the one game wonder where he just all of a sudden gets out of bed and found all the open holes that even Pat McAfee could have run through that night. That's why that's what makes it that much better. That's what makes it crazy. The ups and downs of being a Patriots fan. One player is great one week and then gone the next couple weeks. You know what? I'm I'm not going to defend my pick to you. He's literally Timmy Smith from the Washington team that won the Super Bowl in 87. That's who he was. I wasn't alive in 87, Al. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I'm dropping football knowledge on you today. You're going to learn something. Liam, um, I'm not sure what you're doing with your toothbrush. Trying to find things I can kill myself with. What am I hearing? This thing. Because you'll never see someone like Jonas Gray again. Uh, Keep going, though. So so keep going with your number four. I know. Good pick, though. Corey Dillon, his 2004 first campaign with the Patriots, unbelievable, killer numbers, crushed it in the playoffs, just exactly the player that we expected, crushed it on the Bengals. We got this in his first year, stellar, won the Super Bowl with him, had a tub in the Super Bowl because he was big balling. 
And then the years after that, he struggled with injuries. And then his last year, he, he wasn't so much injured as he just was kind of a shell of himself. And he had a pretty bad 2006 campaign with the Patriots. So I kind of waited out from, he had a fantastic 2004 campaign injured in 2005 and then 2006, he was bad. So you take the really good, the really bad, you do some math problem that I can't understand, but I'm sure Al could teach it to a bunch of five-year-olds. And then I came up with the conclusion that he's probably around number four because he gave us one great year and then some middling production after that. So I hated to put him this low because most Patriots fans kind of have this delusion of grandeur where they're like, I remember Corey Dillon. It's like, no, he wasn't actually. Like, Don't ever he- do that again. That was, <laughs> was cringe. <laughs> but he's like, he wasn't really that dude. Like he was sick before the Patriots in the first year. And then after that, it was kind of like uh, the one of the wheels had fallen off. I have to take a shower after you just did that. That, that, that sent a <laughs> chill down my spine. And not yeah, I'm just saying that's what people are doing. When they think of Corey Dillon, they like pinch their nipples. You look shit. like, you look like the coach from the water boy. That's what like, you literally look like. Right, right, right. Yeah, they, that's who you literally look like. Farmer Fred, whatever his name Farmer was. Fred or something like that. Yeah, so I got Corey Dillon number four. Heathenist that you guys don't have him on the list at all. Now I'm worried about where both of your lists are going. As you can see, my list is made for the elite of the elite. So. Oh, gosh. <laughs> no, honestly, though, there there is not a single person on this podcast that can argue with my fourth pick. Um, 13 years he played. All with the Patriots. Let me tell you something really quick. When I when I tell you, keep the answer in your head. When I tell you elbow pads, who do you think of? Little kind of turtle-like elbow pads. I know you probably don't think anybody. I think of one specific person. I'm talking about Kevin Falk. The the James White before James White. The Shane Vereen before Shane Vereen. The Danny Goodwoodhead before Danny Goodwoodhead. We're talking Kevin Falk. You want to know something wild? I was looking up his stats. In his Patriots career, he has 3,607 rushing yards. You know, you know how many receiving yards he has? 3,701. He was Whoa. the definition of the guy who could do both. He could run the ball if you needed him to. He could catch it, except unless it was fourth and two. He could do what he needed to do. He, to me, kind of spawned the position that now we love people like, you know, like I said, the James Whites, the Shane Vereens, all that. Kevin Falk was the originator of that. Kevin Falk, to me, love him. I put him in the same ilk of Wes Welker, where Wes Welker doesn't get the credit that he deserves. Neither does Kevin Falk. Wes Welker kind of created how important the slot position is, not only in the NFL, but with the Patriots. Kevin Falk did the same thing with the or the receiving back out of the backfield. So Kevin Falk is my number four. Um, argue with that, you sons of bitches. No, you I, redeemed I, your I point. Love, I love Kevin From Falk. From here on out, by the yeah. way, there's no more Jonas Gray. Uh, there's no more Jonas Gray type people, so you're good. Okay, good. No, no, Kevin the fact Falk, that you had to double check that story. I did. That's a little alarming. No, Kevin Falk, my great pick. Love Kevin Falk. Damn right. Damn now, right. You make a point too, how he was the first of the mold that the Patriots just carried on where it's like for how you said he played 13 years, 13 years, all with the Pats, a true Patriot. Yeah. And like Brady. I knew, yep. I knew he was with them and he went to LSU, <laughs> which is pretty tight. And he's a uh, head or uh, the running backs coach there now, but that's yep. beyond the point. So Bill looked at those 13 years and said, all right, this worked really well. We had a guy who could catch the ball. He basically just ran like outside and caught the ball and it worked really well for us. He's like, so we're going to get more players like that. And like you said, spawns the Shane Marines, the Danny Woodheads, the James Whites and mm-hmm. JJ Taylor, if you want to use him mm-hmm. loosely. Oh, but um, 
I, I like that a lot. He definitely was uh, the founding father father of the receiving backs. For the remember Rangers. the elbow pads, though? Do you remember his elbow yeah. pads? They oh, were like turtle shells. They were like big yeah. ass turtle shells. Yeah. And, um, and if we're going to talk about big play, Kevin Falk, remember when Tom Brady falls over and he's on his ass and just sl- slings it for a first down to Kevin Falk? One of the most that was him. plays I've ever seen. Yeah. That was him. Kevin Falk, I also think of, uh, you know, the play where Brady would act like the snap goes over his head. Yeah, grabs it. He was the first to do that. That's who I think. James White took that and scored in the Super Bowl. James White took it over because James White is 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 my king. So yeah, that's my number four. Um, I I brought. uh, Don't worry, I I brought you guys back into the real list. Um, (laughs) even though Jonas Gray is still my five. Um, Al, number three, who you got? Number three, a guy that was with the Patriots, took a detour, came back, took a detour, came back. But when he came back, he really put up some big numbers, specifically in 2016. It is three-time Super Bowl champion LeGarrette Blunt. You need to have blunt force trauma in there. Like I said, three-time Super Bowl champion. Do you guys remember how many touchdowns he had in 2016? 18. 18? I'll never 18 forget 18 it. 18 touchdowns. Yep. 18 touchdowns. Credit to us for knowing that, by the way, yeah, too. Good this job. is why you come to Tuck Rule Takes, because we know this shit. Keep good going now. Sorry. Our no, ears perk up instantly. We're like, 18. 18. You're good. A two-time thousand-yard rusher. And you think about it, right? He was with the Patriots. Then he was gone, went to Pittsburgh, didn't work out. He was with Tampa at one point, too. He started with really Tampa. Work out. Undra- he was undrafted. That's right. No, I'm sorry. Throat. He st- started with Tampa, came to New England, left New England, went to Pittsburgh, left Pittsburgh, went to New England. Then he also played for Philly in that 2017. No, he played for year. Detroit. and then He played for Detroit after. He played for Detroit yeah. after that year. Yeah, because he but, quit on the Steelers. He left uh, yeah, mid yep. mid game, and they caught him. Yep. And then he went to the Patriots yep. and won a Super Bowl that but, year. But this was a <laughs> right, and this was a guy that was a big bruising back, but also he could rip off a lot of long, like long runs. And people like people will say, "Oh, Blount had a lot of meaningless runs." He did, but especially for that 2016 team, he was vital. Especially when Brady was suspended those first four games. They leaned heavily on LeGarrette Blunt those first four. So shout out to LeGarrette Blunt, two-time Super Bowl champion with the Patriots, my number three. And that one, you don't let Blunt go because he comes back to bite you in the ass. He had that killer <laughs> touchdown with the Eagles against yep. the Patriots Shut in up, the Super Bowl. Won the Lucy <laughs> rule. All right. But we could legitimately make a whole episode off just LeGarrette Blunt memories. Cause though we might you say LeGarrette we Blunt, might. hey, we could, because like it just all comes flowing in. Like basically anytime he played the Colts, like he's strapping it up. He's like, it's go time. Deflate game, that game. Yeah. That was the game. Yep. No. Yeah, that was him. Yeah, that he went off in that game. Yeah, yep. he ran for three touchdowns, right? Yep. I believe he did. Yep. He did. But yep. I remember Tom Brady throwing like three touchdowns. Ah, yeah, it was a blowout. But they I remember Tom Brady throwing big, like yeah. three touchdowns because yep. he threw a touchdown to Nate Solder yeah. in that game. Yeah, no, no, they won. I'll, they won. I'll back check that real quick. I'll fact yeah. check it while you guys keep talking. But um, and then he had the kick return. I think it was against the Jets. Who the hell puts a power back to return kicks? Sure enough, dude takes it all the way home for. Tub, I'll never forget him diving into the end zone, basically swan diving into the end zone with that. He had so many killer moments with the Patriots. Uh, they all just come flowing back and for somebody to be on the Steelers for one year, get suspended for the first four games for fishbowling his car with his own last name and Le'Veon Bell and then gets suspended, comes back off suspension, plays a couple games, does fine. He was splitting carries with Le'Veon Bell then realizes, 
just like I said earlier, this atmosphere is toxic. They got wide receivers that are doing their own thing. And there's people are all ridiculous leaves the stadium. The ultimate we saw Antonio Brown do it this year. And we're like, what is he doing? That's like, that's football. Hell. If you leave mid game, that's like the ultimate kick in the face to everyone. Everyone's like, why would he do that? That's so disrespectful. He leaves should be punished signs with the Patriots it's like he had this master plan where he's like this sucks I'm gonna go hit up Bill just gets up off the bench gets undressed leaves he's probably on the way back to the hotel he's like yeah hey Bill this whole Steeler thing isn't working out can I come back he's like gladly and then (laughs) comes back next year rushes for 18 tubs wins the Super Bowl when he left the Steelers went to the Patriots he has a storybook career and just such a likable guy. He really is. And in that AFC championship game, just to let both of you know, the Patriots won 45 to seven. Brady threw for two, uh, 23 for 35, 226, three touchdowns and a pick. LeGarrette Blunt in that game. LeGarrette Blunt, 30 carries, 148 yards, three tubs. Oh Still not I as good it. as Jonas Gray. Okay. okay. Fuck you. But <laughs> enough with the Jonas Gray. I, 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 oh I remember God. like just watching every time we would play the Colts, regular season or playoffs, it's like, dude, Blunt's going to war right now. You know, he's strapped up with a bazooka on his back, Uzi's, he's looking like Rambo gum coming out the tunnel. And every time Brady would just I'm not looking for my numbers. I'm just going to hand the ball off. Like you said, 30 carries. He's like, dude, just take it. Brady could have had five, six tubs. And he's like, dude, just all you feeding the beast. He had this one breakaway run where he got it up the middle. It was like a 48-yard touchdown for LeGarrette. I was like, oh, my God, just destroying teams. It's so depressing, too, if you're the defense and you're trying to tackle that guy. It just wears down on you, wears down on you. He keeps scoring. He keeps breaking long runs. You don't want to tackle this guy. Yeah, so LeGarrette Blount was actually going to – He would, it, it was between him, and I don't mean to bring him up again, but it was between him and Jonas Gray to be number five. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So LeGarrette Blunt is not on my list. He should be. I can't LeGarrette believe Blunt. you did that. You're ridiculous. You're absolutely ridiculous. I have no words. I have no words. Any new Al, I'm looking for a new host or co-host. So is that a nod to me to say that you want me to be the new co-host? I, do whatever you want. You can give me you, Jerry Seinfeld, anyone else. Just friggin' get me a new host that is going to put together a reasonable top five. Just for that, Mike's staying on. God damn it. <laughs> Liam, I believe I believe it's your turn. <laughs> so what are we at? Number three? Yes. Perhaps any perhaps any repeats. So yes, I did have LeGarrette Blunt at three. Oh, look at you guys. Look at you guys go. Great minds think alike. Yeah, I'll high five that too. Yeah, there we go. No, awesome. we're not gonna high five. Um, you took him off your list. You sinful, sinful. Well, there goes Al. Al, I don't know what happened, so I think I Al would leave did, too. Al just Al just left the left the Zoom thing because I think that I, I think he just got upset with my Jonas Gray pick. Yeah. I think that's what it <laughs> no, was. No, I just had to I had to grab a water out of the, off the other side of the room. Here it is, just so that no, way that's fine. Lying. Al, Al, listen, listen. I know, I know that my Jonas Gray thing was like controversial, <laughs> but I don't know why you had to it's leave. Not even controversial. In the middle of the thing. So, okay. So, so you did your three. Liam, do you have anything you want to say about uh, your number three, the Garrett Blunt, before I go to my number three, that might actually cause something? Yeah, I mean, 
what, what more is there to say that I haven't already ranted on? I, lo- I love the guy. I wish he was my dad. Like, mm-hmm. I, I can't say enough about him. If I was in a burning building, <laughs> okay. there's only one person I would trust to pull me out of a burning building. And that would be LeGarrette Blount. I, I would put my life, my kid's life, my wife's life, my family's life, all in his hands. There's no one I trust more. The most skilled firefighter could not rescue me from a fire like LeGarrette Blount could. So if you had one game that you had to trust someone, to 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 get I don't know two hundred plus yards, you would pick Legarrette Blunt over 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 someone who has ran for two hundred yards in a game. That's wild to me. I I would pick Le- Legarrette Blunt's ran for two hundred um, yards. No, but honestly I don't though, do anything. He's Jonas punched Gray, out coaches. Though, this dude's I mean, fearless. No, not not Jonas Gray. Uh, Legarrette Blunt. Very tough not to have him on my list. Le- Legarrette Blunt, like he yeah, he is. That up. He was around, you know, whenever I, th- when I, in all my Patriots memories, the Garrett Blunt is in a, a, a fair amount of them. My number three pick was a third round pick <clears throat> for the Patriots. I uh, spent four years with the team. When I think of this guy, similar to Kevin Falk, I think of um, attire. I think of visor, black visor. And he had, he had the little towel hooked into his pants, which I don't, I know it's not scientifically proven, but similar to like when Steve Smith had it, when you have the little towel tucked into your pants, you run faster. I think that's, I think that's, that, that Science. should be scientifically proven. I know it's not yet, but my guy, number three, Stephen Ridley for me. I love Stephen Ridley. Love him. Um, now yes. let me. Let me, let me. Are you just trying listen, to spark outrage? Were you making listen, this list like? Let me, let me, let me, let me ask Ridley you something. In three, they'll flip we, out. You're just talking to your wife. Three. Did we say <laughs> the wife wanted Danny Woodhead on here <laughs> because you know everybody should, loves Goodhead. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the now when when we were talking about this list, did we say did we say the best running backs or did we say your favorite running backs? Clarify. I was, I was under the impression it was just top five. It was just top, correct? Top has very different words to it. Top could be who who has who who gives me the best memory, Jonas Gray. Top could be who has the funniest story, Danny Woodhead. He didn't make it. He was honorable mention though. Stephen Ridley for me because I thought that Stephen Ridley was going to be the next guy. Reason being, he had twelve hundred and sixty three yards. His third year here with the team. That was when he, his full, he was the starting running back. He, he, he was going to be the guy. Then next season had 773 yards. He, he shared their backfield with the Garrett Blunt. Obviously we know what happened. Then they shipped him off. He had 340 yards his last year here. He got hurt, sent him off to the uh, Jets. And then the rest is history. Steven Ridley to me though, I loved him when he was on the team. I thought he was going to be the guy. Like I said, he had the visor. I don't care who you are. I am a sucker. If you have a black visor on, I love you. If you have that at, add on top of that, you give me the towel. You tuck the towel in your pants, buddy. One of my favorite players. I almost got his Jersey. If I got his Jersey, he probably would have died though. But I think Stephen Ridley to me, he, he represents what the Patriots do with their running backs. Now, not Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson, because I think they're in a different era right now. Stephen Ridley, though, they had him, had him for his rookie year. They milked him for that one good year, and they shipped him out. Um, Stephen Ridley, to me, very exciting when he was, when he was playing. Um, I know he's not on a lot of people's list because he did fumble the ball a, 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 good a, amount. Not, a not acceptable amount. 
Um, but yeah, Stephen Ridley is my number three. Um, again, this is not the best running backs list. This is just our top. When we think of Patriots running backs, this is who we think of. I don't think of I, I don't think of uh, Al's guy from the eighties who played who played for the church. I don't think that. So, so Bible bill. That's my number three, Al. Number two, we're getting into the nitty gritty. My next two, nobody can argue with though. Uh, Al, okay. number two. Well, We'll see about that. Um, number two, this is a guy that he may not be worthy of the number two spot, but when you actually, think about Al, it, I, I just had a random thought. I hate to cut you off here. Go. Not a crazy Stephen Ridley guy, but I got to give it to him for one of the coolest celebrations I've ever seen where he outlines the door and kicks it in. That, that was badass. I'm sorry. Awesome. I had the delayed thought. No, that's I, was okay. just, I was like, what do I remember Stephen Ridley for besides fumbling? And I was like, it's that fucking celebration. I still do that. Flag football. Give me that. Uh, that's yeah. why he's number three. Al, huh? you're out. No, Sorry. I'm good. Proceed. No, you're fine. So this is a guy that could do a little bit of everything. And when he was with the Patriots, he's a he was a guy that was a spark plug. And he's a guy that honestly won a game all by himself. I'm going back to 2016. It's Dion Lewis. Dion Lewis. Now, if you remember this, now fun fact. About him. So, you guys want to hear a fun fact about me? Oh, um, it's 2000. I think it was 2015, or it might have been 14 actually to 2019. I was at all those divisional games. Damn. So, the AFC divisional games for like four or five oh. years, me and actually someone else from Couch Guy, uh, one of our streamers, Wally Dog, who were from the same Wally. town. Yeah, Waleed, we went to those games every single year for like five Damn. years. And we were at That's the fire. 16. It's pretty cool, isn't it? And we were at that game where Deion Lewis returned a kickoff for a touchdown, rushed for a touchdown, and caught a touchdown pass. Deion Lewis was really good. He really was a guy good. that had nine total touchdowns in 2017. He won that Houston game by himself. Like, he was a guy that could come in. He was shifty. He was quick. And he was a guy that not a lot of people talked about with that offense. So Deion Lewis for me, number two. I remember him tearing his ACL against the Redskins. I've never been so sad at an injury in my life because he was killing it all year. Once he smoked the Cowboys for that crazy sideline touchdown. That's what I was just going to say. Yep. Duck that dude. Yeah. Sorry to take that from you. He ducks that dude, throws a juke on him, gets the end zone. After that, I'm like, he's cooking the Cowboys. I love this guy. So I was all in. But then when he tore his ACL against the Skins, I was like, I felt like I just watched my dog get hit by a car. I was like, oh, no. Yeah, no, no, that was rough. And, yeah, that's what I was going to bring up. When he ducked the tackle from yeah. the Cowboys, juked a guy, then ran to the end zone. All all in the space of, like, Crazy. six yards. It was wild. Yeah, insane. Uh, yeah, Deion um, Lewis, great choice. Forgotten thing about Deion Lewis, too. Do you guys remember just before overtime in the Falcons Super Bowl? Do you remember what the Patriots did? Right before overtime, they're at like the their own thirty. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't it like a oh, fuck? It wasn't a fake play. It was something, right? Wasn't it? Oh, I know. I it was right before. It was the play to end the game, right? Yeah, it was like that fake, and he took it to like the fifty That's yard line. Okay, yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. So it was Tom Brady ran that old college play where he throws it, but then holds the ball behind his back, yep. and Dion Lewis comes around and grabs it. The saddest thing in the world, once again emotions flare up. Deion Lewis heading to the sideline. He's it's not going to be a touchdown. So he's going out of bounds. Boom. Tears his ACL again. And oh, just out of bounds. Just a random jump cut movies made a thousand times. Tears mm-hmm. his ACL again, hops out of bounds. Not that he was going to play anyway, because James White was locking it up, but 
the fact that he tore his ACL on a completely insignificant play in the greatest Super Bowl ever, it's that that one hurt me. So I feel bad for the dude. He's had terrible. I remember luck. that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I remember that. Sad. Yeah. When he he tore it and he like he like it was like he a dived out of bounds. Out of bounds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was horrible. He was horrible. like, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fall inbounds. I'm getting out. Yep. I remember that. Good Love good that. pick though, Al. Good pick. Liam. Yeah, that's a good one. What you got? Number two, baby. Okay. So since this list has taken a turn for not players who are the best, but favorite players, I'm going to disregard my Corey Dillon at number two pick because we've already talked about his greatness. And I'm going to slide in there with a personal favorite love of mine. That is not Lawrence Maroney. And that would be the great Shane Vereen. Shane Vereen was one of, if not maybe my second favorite Patriots mm-hmm. running back ever. I mean, talk about do it all. This guy, hands like gold, could catch a brick thrown off the Empire State Building, mm-hmm. running with the best of them, moves. I will never forget. I was just a wee lad, just just a just a f- fetus at this point, basically, <laughs> watching the Patriots and Shane Vereen down the sideline. Brady splits him out wide. Way down, deep touchdown. No one's near him. Shane Vereen lays out for it, catches it, touchdown. Mm-hmm. He was unbelievable. Just one of those guys that you love to love. Got no recognition. No one gave a shit about Shane Vereen. You go to a Patriots game, you'd see three Shane Vereen jerseys, maybe. This dude was so good. And in the Super Bowl against the Seahawks, 11 catches, 67 yards, and three clutch first downs. That game, by the way, where you say that he dove and got the ball, that was the game where Steven Ridley had gotten hurt the week before. Shane Vereen got up and did Ridley's touchdown celebration. Oh, that, I was, that's awesome. I was, at, I was at a bar in New Hampshire with my girlfriend and my best friend. And it was now like wife. his dad's seafood. Yeah, now wife. It was like his his dad's seafood nice. restaurant. And we watched that. I remember because I was drinking Stella Cider. And Stella Cider is amazing if you ever get a chance it to is, have it. it. But I remember really seeing that. And I was like, that was awesome. Because I remember he did that. And I love Stephen Ridley. As you know, yeah. he's my number three. And, I love and he Shane did Green. that. He, he did that celebration. I was like, oh, yeah. 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 No, I remember that. I have a buddy who's a Giants fan, too. So when Shane Vereen went to the Giants after the Patriots, do was psyched. He's like, we're winning the Super Bowl. I'm like, no, mm-hmm. you're fucking not. You got Eli Manning. But. So. Yeah. I mean, I, I have not Shane Vereen was my number two as well. So I don't. Uh, that's why. That's why. That's why. Right. Right. When you said that, I was like, because I had it. I, I had it written down. Undercut him. Throw it in a honorable mention. That's what I had to do because I had Curtis Martin at number or uh, Corey Dillon at number two. My honorable mention was probably going to be Danny Woodhead. I love Danny Woodhead when he was on the team. He was uh, so good. You know, fun. Another fun fact about Danny Woodhead. Me and Danny Woodhead actually went back and forth on Twitter for a little bit because I said something because it was something about Brady. Because when Brady left, Danny Woodhead was basically saying that like all Patriots fans should cheer for Tom Brady. And then I said something and then he and then me and him went back and forth a couple of times. So little did he know. Twitter beef. I mean, yeah, I, I guess not. I guess, you know, maybe not all all Woodhead is good Woodhead then. I don't know. Maybe yeah, I was wrong with my statement. But yeah, I mean, Danny Woodhead will be my will be my, you know, honorable mention number two. Um, I was thinking Antoine Smith, too, because I really liked him. But I have him as just, my honorable mention. You do? Fuck yeah. Okay. yeah but yeah, just, no. He scored against the Eagles. I wanted to kill myself. Shane Vereen, though. I mean, you already said it. What I had game high, 11 catches, 64 yards against the Seahawks. That's what I'll 67. remember. 67. 
60. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, it might've been a typo, but either way, I, I counted every yard. Shame for, <laughs> I went back and watched it. All right. Al number one, who is your number? Who is your top Patriots running back of all time? So it is a repeat. It's someone that's already been said. It was Jonas on, Gray. It was on Mike's list. It is. It is Jonas, Jonas Gray. Gray. It's Jonas Gray. I'm just kidding. That would be that would be idiotic and stupid if I did that. Um, no, but it was on Mike's list. It's Kevin Falk. Kevin Falk's my number one guy yep. because you know what? Uh, hometown He's, hero has to be. I mean, 13 years in the Patriots. He it was Mr. Patriot. He was a guy that worked hard. He showed up every day. I would say he was pretty clutch. Like when you needed a first down, you needed a third down reception or, you know, third, third down draw play, whatever it was. Kevin Falk was the guy to get it done. Third down, maybe a swing pass to the flat. Mm-hmm. It's like exactly two. You, you figure you could get that. Like yep. he was, he was Brady's security blanket his early years in new England. So I give it to Kevin Falk and I'm not going to second guess it or change it. Kevin Falk, number one. I like it. I don't hate I that like at it. all. I love that. I mean, I it's hard that. not to because he's just 13 years of the paths is what solidifies it. All these other guys yep. were like, oh, Shane Vereen when he went to the Giants or Steve Ridley when he yep. went to the Jets, Curtis Martin when he went to the Jets. This guy, Patriots. By the way, else. I hope you guys are going to put these lists out on your Twitter because I want to see a poll of who yes. they think is the best list. We're going to have to. We're going to have to. Well, I mean, we know who they're going to pick, but – it's going to be hysterical. <laughs> um, they're going to yeah. see Jonas Gray and laugh you out the gym. You might get banned from Twitter. They're going to see Al's <laughs> people and be like, I wasn't even alive for these people. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, Kevin Falk, though. I mean, good. I, Kevin Falk's awesome. Love Kevin Falk. Um, good pick. Liam, number one. Who do you have? If we don't have the same number one, Mike, then I don't know what we're doing. Oh, I'm like kind of nervous, you, but I'm are also you serious. Are you? I'm are a, you serious? It's there's a very really valid number one too. If it's who I think it is, there's really only one option. And it Cordero is, Patterson. Yes, of course. No, I mean, is that you have? No, no. Fuck, that's not who I have. Go. Who's who's your number one? Cordero. No, is it? Fuck yeah! Have you seen Why? what he did this year? Because he's sick. Oh Sorry. my gosh! He wasn't even a running back on the Patriots. They put him there sometimes. He, no, that that Mike, can we void that? that can't no, I'm, I'm kidding. No. I, was say, no. I was gonna say. I had a feeling you were, but I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go along with it anyway. I had a feeling, Liam. I had a feeling you were just. I would have rather him than Jonas Grace. Shut up, Mike. Uh, no. I almost left the podcast. I mean, okay, who's it, your number one? It's Sweet Feet. It's James White. Uh, that's even All worse. All day, every day. That's even the, worse. The, the, the Super Bowl champion is what he is. When it's Super Bowl time, he is locked and loaded, coming, strapped up, ready to go. Every Super Bowl he's been in, minus the Rams one when Sonny Michelle got the tub, should have been James White, but every other one he's getting a tub. In fact, in the most important one, he's getting three of them. The dude is clutch beyond belief, can do everything possible. Even in the one they lost against the Eagles, he broke this 18-yard run that, I mean, it was a shootout back and forth, but he was killing. He might have even had two touchdowns in that game, but he has an absurd Super Bowl stat line across his three Super Bowls that he's been in or four Super Bowls that he's been in, three that he's won. His stats are insane. He's always playing top-notch. And, I mean, 
Of course, because he's the greatest Patriots running back ever. Bar none, not even close, can catch anything. I swear, if Tom Brady threw the ball straight up in the air, he'd be able to field that thing like a punt and take it for a touchdown. It'd be easy. James White, there's nothing he can't do on the field. Picks up the blitz well. He really is just a winner, and he showed it in multiple Super Bowls. He's that guy. Steps in with the Kevin Falk role, takes that, runs with it, blows that role out of the water. He is Kevin Falk on steroids. If Calvin Johnson and Kevin Falk had a weird, disordinate baby, that would be sweet feet. So, I mean, I think now I know that obviously, like, you know, we are probably the most pro James White podcast out there, but this pick makes sense because when you think about running backs, James White is the running back. You think about, yep. I mean, like you said, the Falcons Super Bowl, three touchdowns, the game ceiling touchdown, two in point that conversion, two point conversions in there. Do you know what? He, do you know how he scored that two point conversion? Do you remember the fucking play? It was the play where Brady pretends like, yep, yep, that's what it was. So it was a play where you know Brady acts like the snap goes over his head. James White grabs it, runs it in, spikes it. Awesome, great confetti. Everybody's happy. Well, not confetti yet, but yeah, James yep. White to me. He, he took that pass catching role. I think when he's healthy, arguably he is the one top three, at least best pass catching running backs in there. Top Blitz pickup, like one. you said, Blitz pickup. He's, he's arguably one of, if not the best Patriots running back when it comes to Blitz pickup. Um, it, it's just James White is always that guy. When Brady was around, if Brady's getting pressure, if he needs to outlet the pass, if he needs to do something, who does he throw to? James White, Mac Jones. We saw it this year, that perfect little butterfly pass. You can send him deep too. Bucket. Hell, send him on a wheel. He can score 50, you can send 80 yard touchdowns. He you can, can catch deep. anything. Do you want to know how important James White was? If James White was healthy, the Patriots win the Super Bowl this year. There's no yes. scientific facts behind Thank that. There's you. just, there's just, there's just this. reality. I know this. If James White was healthy, the New England Patriots at the very least get to the Super Bowl. Yeah, and they beat the Rams because they beaten them before. It's that and simple. If you get to the Super Bowl with James White, you can almost, unless you're playing Big Dick Nick Foles, you can almost guarantee a victory because you know he's going to ball out of control. It's very true, Al. I feel like you don't agree with us, and I don't no. know where this James White hate came what, from. What, I wish what I more knew do you this. Need, Al. What more do you need? I don't, you didn't I don't go hate to James. another team. He didn't go to James another White. team, whole career with the Patriots, I, still playing. I, agent this year. I hate I hate myself because I should have seen this coming, and I didn't see it coming. You should have. I should have. But at the but, end of every episode, we whisper sweet feet into the mic. I should have. That's James White. I was thinking about putting James White on my list. I probably Take should it. have. Now Definitely. that I, I, if, I think if I replace – James White in the Craig James role. I think I win this draft easy. Oh, the immortal Craig easy. James from 1982. Running back. The Jonas Gray that for one game yeah, decided to actually probably take steroids before the game and decide to rattle off 200 yeah, yards against juicing. a soft a soft Colts defense. At least Jonas Gray played when they had helmets. You got, you got whatever Curtis James. Was that his name? Craig Curtis James. James. Craig, Craig James. James playing when they played with leather helmets, no pads, black and white. 
They probably only had like the AFC because they didn't have the NFC. That there were probably eight teams in the league. Liam, he did he forget SMU. to realize that in the eighties there were players like Joe Montana and Dan Marino, Eric Dick. Mike Sullivan was born in ninety-one. Everything before that is leatherhead helmet football. <laughs> there, there's football. there's BM and AM before, before Mike, Mike and after Mike. After Mike. <laughs> Craig you might James. as well be you might as well be telling him about the Ottoman Empire right now. It's all over his head. Oh my god. As far as I knew, Craig James was the Ottomans' favorite player. Five a day. Five <laughs> NFL seasons. Throwing heavy bets on their phones, oh hammering, throwing gold coins <laughs> out there. Five for, NFL seasons. Sacrificing Incan coins. I'll I'll take the five seasons. Give me the five seasons <laughs> over one game. One game for oh for Jonas Gray yeah yeah I thought yeah. we were still talking about Sweet Feet I'm like there's a million there's like no but getting back to getting ones. back to James White I do like James White a lot he I mean he is a you pro like pro. or do you love Apparently not do you have I like him have. a lot I like him a lot okay a so hold on let's put this in terms of have you ever been to Cold Stones the ice cream place yes I say what's oh, the name of it Liam, Cold it Stones I I have not. Okay, so it's a magical, magical place full of joy and heavenly wonders. And Honestly, Al, I, I, I do recommend it. This isn't like a this really isn't good. like a Liam Schick. Yeah, Go no. to Cold Stone. There's no it's, Liam okay. Schick that doesn't exist. But no, okay, oh, so no, there is. No, there isn't. But instead of sizes small, medium, and large, there's like it, love it, and gotta have it. And that's how I rate players that I like. So is James White a like it, a love it, or a gotta have it for you? I'm not gonna say gotta have it because. But I will say the red flag. I will say it's between like it and love it and more toward love it. Oh, great. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for your concession. Oh, he's a he's a good what would we do without your blessing? Oh my god. Listen, James White, listen, I was devastated like you guys when James White got hurt. Were you to end the season? Yes, I was Michael. I find it hard to believe. I was at the I was at the game. I was at the game where he got hurt. Did you have a moment of silence? Did you kneel yes. in prayer? Not kneel, kneel in, prayer, in prayer, but I had a moment of silence. Instead of kneeled in prayer. Silence. Clearly, you, he's not a gotta have it for you. You're you're an undesirable. You're uh, the cherub. He likes- if we were to put this back in before uh, BM times, you're a cherub. You're at the bottom. He of likes the James bit. White, but James White is no Craig James to him. Yeah, apparently. no, of course not. No, 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 no. I mean, talking about a seven-year. Hey, hey, I did say I would replace years. Craig James with James White <laughs> if I had to do it over again. So that's got to count for a little bit of something. No, it doesn't. It doesn't because. You, you don't, Liam. You had Lawrence Maroney at number five. He was the, or sorry, no, you had Ben Jarvis Green Allen. Sorry, I had Lawrence Maroney at one through five. There's a difference. Yeah, but Lawrence Maroney. That's even worse. That's yeah. even worse. You know what? I am happy. Bad. I am happy that we're taking attention away from my Jonas Gray pick. You guys had some blasphemous things too. We're Not all gonna act even. like I'm the only one. I Not had. Even. Listen, I had four out of five good picks. That's what I'm gonna say. The Curtis Martin pick was a good pick. Which, which what was the other? Pick. He was my number two. Okay, so and you both liked Legarrett, you both like Deion Lewis, and you both love Kevin Falk. Four yeah. out of five. I'll take 80% yeah. all day. They're long. good, but none of them are better than Sweet Feet, and certainly none of them are better than Lawrence Baroni. Lawrence Baroni sucks. Absolutely what? not. Okay, oh they went God, undefeated God. with him at running back. That's science. Yeah, and how much did he contribute to it? Probably not. Plenty. He crushed it. Absolutely crushed, crushed it. Let me pull up the stats for you. Please Let me do. Pull up these stats. I will. Please do. I have a bookmark because I look at his Lawrence Wikipedia Maroney's regularly. Thing. 
Lawrence Maroney's criticism is that he would dance too much in the backfield. He would, he was more, he was more e- like East and West, not North and South. That, right, so, that, that's what his, that's so let's his just, thing was. So let's just put it out in the universe. Mike's Jonas Gray picks suck. My Craig James picks suck. All of Liam's picks suck. There we Absolutely go. Absolutely not. Solved. We're going to put my picks were, around. All, by all my picks were Lawrence Maroney, so they couldn't suck. Doesn't even make sense. Liam, because okay. if all your picks were Lawrence Maroney, then you wouldn't have James White on the list, and your list is invalid, just like yeah. Al's list. My He's list on is my the only list that list. is Wait, valid. You're saying my list is invalid because of Craig James? Okay, I might. That's awful. That is awful. You well might say it. That's awful. Right. Then you shouldn't be Great. allowed to do a draft like this again if you're putting Jonas Gray on it. CJ eighty five one K SMU what. What, you guys want to hear these Lawrence Maroney stats? Right uh, I can't wait to barf I kind of do. Go ahead. I kind of do. His best year. I mean, oh, same no, no, no. We, we were talking the Super Bowl year. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, <laughs> totally. oh. No, uh, <laughs> oh. No, I got oh, that man. one too. Don't you worry. Read, read him off, Liam. It's actually pretty off. good. It's read actually pretty good. So he had 185 rushes. Okay. This is 2007, right? 2007, yeah. yeah. Okay, 185 rushes for 855 yards. Six tubs, baby. Six tubs. Fire me up. What's, what's funny about you, though, is that you'll you'll verify the six touchdowns for Lawrence Maroney, but then you'll say Juju Smith-Schuster sucks for having nine <laughs> touchdowns in a season. Well, because he's a wide receiver. He's only supposed to. Okay, Lawrence Maroney's a running back on a team that had Randy Moss and Wes Welker. So what is your point? He caught a touchdown. He caught a touchdown. He caught one. What is your point? I mean, he was on the most high-powered offense ever. Like, they weren't running the ball that much. Yeah, obviously they're not because if he was better, they would run it more. Brady threw 50 tubs. How much more running do you need to do? Obviously, you needed more if you didn't win the Super Bowl that year. No, because let's talk about his best year here, shall we? 194 rushing yards for 760 yards. Okay, that's less than four yards. That's less than four yards of carry. Okay, carry on. Not ideal. The offensive line wasn't stellar this year. Your argument is terrible so far. Go ahead. Keep going. Nine tubs, baby. Give me that. Six and then nine. What were they from the one yard line? Probably, but it doesn't matter. He punched it in. He's a burner, though. His his longest run, forty five yards, crushed it. That Mike, was for a tough Mike, as well. I think I think we figured out what's wrong with Liam. He's biased toward his stats. Wrong. No, absolutely not. Stats. If don't you want to be biased towards stats, I got a guy stats. for you. I got a guy for you. If you want to be biased towards stats, Jones. No, stats don't Craig tell James. the whole story. Stats don't. No tell one the whole cares story. about Craig James. Okay, I was making sure you weren't going to bring it up again. I was going to bring up <laughs> Jonas Gray. You're right. I, I oh figured God, you're sick. I'm looking at him right now. I'm Stats at him right don't now. tell the whole story. What really tells the story of Lawrence Maroney would be the eye test. The I, figured, eye test- I finally figured it out with you two. You know what it is with you two? You're one trick ponies. You get on one point and you ride it and you ride yeah, it and you no, ride it till the wheels no, fall. There's off. no trick. There's no point. There is there's a point. The only point is Lawrence Maroney. If you are just going off the eye test, arguably the greatest running back I've ever seen. Oh, my gosh. Okay, that's where – okay, I'm going to tell you right now, if we put these lists out on Twitter, I'm going to be very honest. Oh, I hope my list is one through five, Lawrence Maroney, Lawrence Maroney, Lawrence Maroney, Lawrence Maroney in 2010. 
you would probably get 0% of the votes with that. Oh, no. Uh, there's a there's a cult following of Lawrence Maroney fans out there that are just harboring, laying and waiting, waiting for somebody to be like Lawrence Maroney so they can all rise Show up. me one of those people. I will. I will show Please. you a gaggle of them. I will show you a <laughs> band of them. Gaggle uh, is the best. The best. Term. Yeah. A congregation of them. There's many of them. Uh, In fact, we might secede from the United States and create our own nation of Florence Maroney worshipers. I cannot believe that you are this fond right. of You Lawrence just don't understand. Maroney. No, we get it. We get it. You didn't, you didn't watch the 2007 Patriots. You didn't watch the years following. You didn't watch the Lawrence Maroney years. We get it. You were too caught up in Tom Brady throwing all these such a. Craig James. No, I was, no, it was actually yeah. Randy. Ma- Mike, get off yeah. the Craig yeah. James you're, thing. You're too, you're too hung up on what happened in 1985. Look at what happened. 2009. Liam, you're the biggest hypocrite with this because you were foaming at the mouth when i said yeah. curtis martin who played in the mid 90s fuck yeah he killed it here at least mike's consistent with killed not it. liking curtis martin and not liking craig james what's your excuse curtis martin was sick what's there not to like he's a bruiser he's a bad man yeah but you can't make fun of one guy and not make fun of the other if you didn't but really I see make, him i'm making fun of the dude who was around and kicking tut's time not you know curtis <laughs> martin's time <laughs> Yeah, we're talking about Curtis Martin as a good century and a half actor. Watch the 30 for 30 on the SMU channel. It'll be fantastic. And you're going to see how good Craig James was. I'm a big fan of the Bible, Will. So I will check this out. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Pray. Yeah. Hallelujah. Craig James. In in the meantime, Um, me and my band of Lawrence Moroni followers will come to your house and burn a cross on your yard. Okay. Listen, all I know is that Al didn't have James White <laughs> on his list, and that's blasphemous. Also didn't have Lawrence Moroni, all of which are blasphemous. We'll see. So we, we, we definitely, we definitely, yeah, no. Trust no, me, no, I'm going to have a few choice words with him after this podcast. We'll we, take care um, of this, You don't need to go all Presidente on him. I got this one. Okay, go ahead. I'm right going to run through you like Jonas Gray on the Colts. Right now? Oh, um, gosh. So that's the only example you can use because it never happened again after that. Because (laughs) let me let me ask you something. Do you do you guys like some songs that are that are that can be classified as one hit wonders? Are you guys a fan of those types of songs? Of course. St. Elmo's Fire. I bumped that in the gym. Guess what, friends? That's Jonas Gray. And he is on my list. And you are gonna take it and you are gonna like it and you are gonna deal with it because it is going to be on the list that wins the poll that we put out. We are gonna put a poll out. Go Tuckrool takes. On Twitter, go check it. We're all gonna retweet it. You'll see it. Vote my list. I don't know if you'll be able to know, but just vote my list. You'll know. I don't even. I don't even have to tell yeah, you to vote know, my list. It's the most ridiculous one on the list. They'll know and they'll say, "Oh yeah, this is this is this is the list." That's what they'll say as they click. They'll go, "Click this is the list," or "This is the list." Click. That's what they'll say. So, that's that's all I have. Um, do you guys have any 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 parting thoughts before we get out of here? Yeah, I think significantly less of both of you that now than I do when I got on this podcast. What? Yep. What? Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't wait. To, I can't wait to cancel this podcast right <laughs> after it's over. I was going to make some calls. Like, Tuck Rule is, is it on the air? You guys are getting the axe right now. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder if we can get Jonas Gray on as a guest. If you guys did that, that would actually be kind of sick. Not gonna cool, lie. Yeah. <laughs> it's just I so I can berate try him. To just do so it. I can berate him to his face, like yo. <laughs> I'll stick up for him. I'll stick up for him. Oh, um, you're gonna have okay. to because I'm gonna flip out. But um, but yeah, so 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 that's it. That's your top five Patriots uh, running backs list. Uh, the next couple weeks throughout the off season, 
Liam and I, we might have other guests on. Al might show back up. I don't know, though, because he didn't have James White on his list. So Al might, yeah, we'll may see. or may not we'll show back up. We'll pencil you in next Tuesday of next millennia, Al. We got you. We okay, will have okay. – um, we're going to do our top five, you know, different Patriots position lists. So we'll do receivers, um, maybe quarterbacks to tight ends, yep. things like that, corners, safety. And Patriots personalities, stuff. too, like big personalities. Patriots personalities Patriots. is a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. We might actually, I think next week you might do that one. I like that. Patriots personalities. Um, but, but yeah, so for, I am, I am Mike Sullivan. That's Liam McDade over there. Um, that's Al Curtis James over there hanging out. Um, for, for these, for these two, for these two fellas, like I said, I'm Mike Sullivan. This was Tuck Rule Takes brought to you by Couch Guy Sports. Um, I got nothing else to say, guys. We out. Liam. God, what are you doing? Sweet feet. Sweet feet.